Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game now streaming on the Six ABC Family of Apps. Fifty-one and a half. Fifty-one and a half. I, I am. I am consistent, man. I, I am the Cal Ripken of countdowns. Welcome in, everybody. Happy Super Bowl Friday. We are Sports Take. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. Hopefully, Barrett Brooks at some point. We don't know. Well, to be determined. Let, let me look into your eyes and let me determine what I see here in terms of whether there's a calm storm or if the volcanic anticipation is building up because it, it will de- it will help me to determine. I have counseled so many in how to handle their emotions, mm-hmm. and yet you have been my most difficult student yet. So I just- I'm okay I usually, today. Nah, okay. that's what you say on the surface. No, nah, no, nah, no, nah, you're better than that. No, no. Nah. I'm See, not I'm, terrible. Huh? I'm not terrible. I'm, I'm like, I'm te- okay. I could go either way, Derek. I got to be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> You're not listening. You see, I, I, I and I use this all the time. It's like the the movie White Man J- Can't Jump. You know, you hear Jimmy, but you ain't listening to Jimmy. <laughs> see, you're not listening to Jimmy. I have counseled many and succeeded. Mm-hmm. You got to listen to me. I the, know. The, the emotion will get here Sunday. When you wake up Sunday, that's when it becomes a volcanic level. I'm trying. I mean, I'm not not trying. Like, I, I swear to you, I, I, I wish I could handle things the way that you do. I can't. I'm trying. I, hey, let me show you something. Yeah. Let me show you something. I thought you'd enjoy this. I dug into the archives, Gunner. Okay, for this uh-huh, one. Uh-huh. I want to I want you to see this coat. Oh man, that is sweet. Now, this how old is, is that? This is from 1980. That's okay, sweet. When I was a little tyke. Okay. That I, I'll tell you, that eagle wow. is pretty pretty badass, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Wait, wait. That was from when you were a kid? Yeah, from a little kid. It's a little kid jacket. I, can't, I know it looks bigger. It's a, sort of an optical illusion, but it's a, it's a jacket I had when I was a little kid. Dude, I in all honesty, you should have that in one of those. Um, take it to a dry cleaner and have that baby and put yeah. it in one of those airtight plastic uh, bags. It preserves the color right. and the material because where do you where do you keep it? I just have it. It's in, it's in a closet. I'll tell you when I, when uh, my parents passed away, when I was clearing out their house before we sold it, I put it in the, it's just in a closet. Like my dad has a similar one, obviously an adult size. Don't do it. Yeah. Here's what, here's why, because I've had jackets like that. And a lot of times, I don't know how they do it. Moth or silverfish get to them. Thanks. You know, the moth or silverfish will get to them. And 
and, 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 and eat away at the material. And you don't want that to happen, dude. That's something that yeah. you should be able to pass down to your grandkid. Yeah. My, my kids okay. get a kick out of it. They, they, they look at it. They laugh. They're like, oh, Seriously, look dude, at that take, old jacket. Take that yeah. to a dry cleaner and air, have them put it in an airtight plastic. This thing is warm. Look at that. Look at that. I know, line, man. man. They don't make jackets like that anymore. No, they dude. don't. They don't. That's yeah, sweet, man. I like that. Yeah, I thought you'd like that one. I pulled that one out for you. I was, I was, I was going through the. It's funny. I just kind of, I forgot I put it in there, and I'm, I'm trying. I was looking for something the other day. I'm like, all right, I got Gunner's going to enjoy this one, man. You, uh, you should see this though, and I don't know where he got it from, but years ago, Michael Barkan was at some function. Yeah, and he got this jacket. It's, it's like a, a, a Letterman's jacket. But it's like an old school Green Bay Packers jacket. Yeah. But the color on it is blue, not green. It's a blue. Yeah. And I have it down in a closet and I'm thinking, you know what? I need to put that away. I'll never, the thing is, I'll never wear it. Yeah. But it's just nice to have. And my wife it, goes, why are you keeping it? I said, you don't understand. It's sports memorabilia. You don't I get agree. It. I agree. You, know, you don't get rid of stuff like that. No, I'm I'm a pack rat, man. So I, I save everything. But what's up, everybody in the chat section? Hope everybody's doing good out there. Everybody's streaming, everybody listening. This is it, man. Look at the we're, people we're, pouring in, all the yeah. people. And you know what, Rob? We were talking about this before. Yeah. We haven't even been on the air a full year. April 18th, we st- we kicked off this show, and it's right. been a great run, great guest up to this point, and we'll continue to only get better. Mm-hmm. But our show has quickly become not just a Philadelphia show. It is not just a national show. We have people checking in from all, and we've, we've identified them, from Germany, from Sweden, Mexico, uh, you know, Australia. Uh, all over the world, man, people. So mm-hmm. I, I love to do this at least once a month. Hey, everybody checking in. Let me know where you're checking in from, yeah, please. Let's get, we we let's just like in. to know. Yeah, we yep. just like to know where you guys are watching us from and listening to us from because we enjoy the love. We appreciate the love and we appreciate the comments. Sometimes I get so distracted when mm-hmm. they start debating amongst themselves and battling each other. It's funny, man. Yeah. So if you guys can let us know, appreciate you. Yeah, where, where are you checking in Look, from? There Atlanta we go. GA. All right, ATL, we got some, baby. all right, let, let's get it going. So, uh, Delaware I, in the house, baby. All right, let, let's run it. Let's run it, baby. Here we go. We got, we got, uh, Shantasia from, from Jersey. Okay. We got Sean, who's another Hawaii guy. Okay. Just like Christy. Christy's moving. We know that. Tyrone is, is in, is in the gutter state. The D. Yeah, baby. State. Yeah, baby. Uh, state of Delaware. Oh, by the way, it's not just Delaware. Hold up, dude. We are the first official state That's of this true. great nation. That just, is true. just remember that. How about this? Missouri, Arkansas. You know, uh, I'm trying again. I'm trying to get this. They're, they're going fast and furious. Oh. Atlanta. Niners Hornies, all day. Look at this. Ducks, Ducks in South Philly. So Niners in Russia? Nah. nah oh, lying. no. Come on now. He's lying. Really? Yeah, I think, yeah. Come on now. We Jim know where you're Chris D. We always know what Chris D is. Although Chris D is moving. Uh, I know. To Portugal. I can't wait until she checks in from Portugal. Do they, right? have, do they have internet in Portugal? I'm just asking. For yes. a friend. Yes, they okay. do. I'm just checking. Christie will always be a part of the uh, of the squad. You know Bloomington, that. Indiana, by way of Camden, baby. Yep. Yes. Evansville. We got. We got. Man, this is awesome. I, I'm trying to Houston keep up as much now. as I can. Yeah, Lido, we, North Philly. What? What? We got Baltimore in the house. We got Bloomington, Indiana. Fitness Rebels in Exton. Not that yeah. far from from where we did our uh, one of our remotes, which was cool. The Gu- Guantanamo <laughs> Bay. Oh come on, man. Cool dude. Seriously, Guantanamo Bay. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Mr. Casey, right near my old hometown of Upper Darby, Pennsylvania, where I what? where I was uh, born what? and bred. We got Cleveland, Ohio, all kinds of good stuff, man. Cleveland. We appreciate all you guys checking in. Traverse City, Michigan. Yeah, William. Okay. Utah. Yeah, cool. Utah's cool. in the house. Very cool. Douglasville, Georgia. I know. Me, Miranda. I can't, I can't keep up, man. We got Utah. We keep got Super coming. Dave. Keep we got coming. 
Paris is in uh, is in Phoenix. Williams in Michigan. Uh, Man Bears in Wallingford. We got a little Delco in the house. Uh, Jay Quest, Jay Vegas, West, Vegas from West, West Philly. Philly. All right, Joe's in San Diego. What? Yeah, we got it, man. We're, we're, it's awesome. It's awesome. We appreciate That's all awesome. you guys. Yeah. Much love to everybody, man. Thank keep you. it coming. Keep throughout the show. Just keep letting us know where you're checking in from, please. And tell everybody who's joining us late just to let us know where they're from. Miami Beach. Oh, Miami Beach. I know. Man. I know. Um, all right. So it, it wasn't a, a what you would call a great sports night last night, Gunner. I, I don't know about you, man. I, I You know, I ended up. Uh, get, uh, devoting a lot of time to the NFL honors uh, shows. It was first, it was on the NFL network. Then I think it hopped over to like NBC or, or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, watching that, and there were some really cool elements to it. Some of it was kind of cheese, but that's what do you expect? You know, it, it is what it is. Yeah, man. But ultimately um, we got all the awards uh, came out last night. Yep. So let's start with this one. I, this is no surprise. Patrick Mahomes wins the MVP. It's the way I thought it was going to go. I can, I'm okay with it. Whatever. I mean, I, I think it was sealed in, in, you know, in, 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 uh, you know, cement here. Once that, once uh, Jalen Hurts missed a couple games, that it was over. Uh, but so it went: Mahomes one, Hurts two, Josh Allen three, Joe Burrow four. That was the, uh, that was the order here, the pecking order. Mahomes got 48 of the 50 first place uh, votes. He got 490 yep. points. It's a point system. Yep. Uh, Hertz got one. Josh Allen got one. Any issue? Any beef? I, I I certainly think he deserved more than one first place vote. Did did Hertz? But no, I, I'm not surprised. Mahomes 490 <laughs> points. Hertz at 193. And I do believe that if Hertz had not missed those two games. It would have been a much closer contest, but I said it in December and I stand by it. I just believe Mahomes was going to win this award based on the not only just the numbers he put up, but the popularity. He is like the the new, let's see, the the new Tom Brady, Aaron yeah. Rodgers, yep. uh, those kind of guys that had their era when they were the, the popular picks, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I just thought Mahomes was going to get it no matter what, but, you know, Hurt should have got a little bit more respect. I, I thought Josh Allen third, considering how he tailed off, kind of surprised me though. Yeah, I thought I mean, Joe Burrow would have been third. I did too. I, I really thought that the, your top three were going to be those guys. I thought it would go Mahomes, Hurts, and then Burrow. Especially with the turnovers. I mean, the, the killer turnovers that Allen had this past year. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and, and Burrow start. I wouldn't say slow, but he really exploded over the last half of the season. Absolutely. Now. Um, so that's, that. Uh, look, I think it's going to be that order for a long time. You're talking about four really young players. Even Mahomes, who feels like he's been around a long time, is not old. These guys are all young. You, They're man, all going to be fine for this spot. The new era. The days of Brady and Rodgers and all the, 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 those days are over, man. I yeah. mean, it was a great run. You know, they had their moment in the sun, and it's time to do it. These young guns are finally asserting themselves, mm -hmm. man. And especially in a league that is as past happy as it is now, it's understandable. You know, yeah. I get it, you know. Um, we, we, we think about, it. there was a time when we were talking about the, the Joe Montana's and the Roger Staubach's, um, and, and all those uh, Terry Bradshaw's and, and, and then it became the, the, the late nineties and into the two early two thousands. And now as we sit here today, whole new wave of dudes, we got to talk about, you know, say what you want to say about Mahomes, but we, we, I don't know if it was you or Barrett. I believe it was a collaboration of the two mentioned it yesterday. Mahomes is that kind of quarterback that you just can't hate. Right. You know, 100%. people hated Brady for whatever reason, hated Rodgers for whatever reason. You just don't hate Mahomes. He's too likable. He's too dang likable. I love his commercials, is is especially with Andy Reid. You know, 
Um, what what can you hate about the dude? No, he's not. He's not he's a hateable guy. Boy. Yeah, I'm so you're looking for something if you're going to hate on Patrick Mahomes. I mean, people want to point to his his brothers a knucklehead or whatever. Who cares? I, I I I like the guy. I personally like the guy. I have no issue with the guy. I think he handles himself well. I think he's at every turn he's very appreciative. He's a team guy. I have zero issue yes. with. I mean, Josh the dude's at 27 years old. He's won two MVPs. Mahomes. Yeah, not he's won a Super Bowl. He's about to play in his third Super Bowl at the tender age. How many great quarterbacks in this in this game never got to a Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. And this dude's about to play in his third at the age of twenty-seven. Yeah, he's that's, he's that's remarkable. And it's a perfect marriage with him and Reed. It's it just flat out. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. Those two couldn't have couldn't have been better for one another. It's just it, everything worked out really well. And, and credit to the Chiefs for trading up and getting him too, and, and, and seeing what he was. Uh, so anyway, I I thought. I thought Jalen it would have been justified if he got some more uh, first place votes, but I'm not yeah. surprised he finished second. And there's not there's nothing to be ashamed of finishing second to Patrick Mahomes. That's for sure. And Absolutely had he stayed not. healthy the whole year, it would have been really interesting. Yeah, um, it would. So uh, Justin Jefferson again. I I have a hard time really getting worked up about this one. Justin Jefferson gets the offensive player of the year. You know, again, could you make a case for for Jalen Hurts? Yeah, but the let's face it, Derek, the MVP is sort of like the quarterback award. Exactly, and then you you want to break it off and give it you know these other guys their touch. Justin Jefferson has been nothing short of spectacular. He's on pace to set every receiver mark in the history of the game through his first three seasons. The guy is flat out awesome. You know the thing I liked about him most was I remember back in August when he came out and said, "My goal is to be the best receiver in the league this year," and doggone it if he didn't do it. He right went on. out and did it by a landslide. Now, obviously, the quarterback's got to get to the ball for you to back up that claim. And, man, did Cousins get him the ball this year. You know, the Eagles did as well a job on Justin Jefferson as you can possibly Incredible. do, yeah. uh, you know, on a quarterback, uh, on a wide receiver. Yeah, I take nothing away from that dude, man. He's a phenomenal talent. Anybody hating on him is hating on him because he's not on your team. Plain and simple. Yep. That's the only reason you can hate the dude because he goes out and he backs it up, man. When you catch that many passes, what did he have? 128 catches, 1,800 plus yards. Yeah, the yards. Yeah. I mean, seriously, what else What else do you expect to this do? 128 catches yeah. in a season? He's a production machine. That, that's what he is. He's a production machine. I don't know how else to put it. He, he's, there's no defense can handle him. If you, you, All you're hoping to do is not let him crush you. That's really all you're, you're, you're aiming to do with that guy. He's that good. And exactly. he's another one. I think he just goes about, he's a fun guy. I saw him last night. He was, he was, he was doing the gritty much better than I did it. Uh, you know, having a little fun on the, uh, on the red carpet and, you know, and whatnot. So Dude, um, here, here, here's the thing about, and I'm looking at his, here's what's impre- the most impressive about what he did this year. Okay. There was one, two, three, four, five, six games where he was held to under 100 yards. Do you know that against teams like Detroit, he had three catches for 14 yards. Against the Eagles the week before, six catches, 48 yards. So in back-to-back weeks, he had a total of nine catches only for 62 yards, okay? Mm -hmm. His first one, two, three games, he was single digits in catches, Okay. And think about what, yeah, what he was able to do in those other games just to get the numbers as high as they are. You're right. It's unbelievable what he, yeah. he what he was able to accomplish. Right. Uh, and, and look, this one also falls in the category, no surprise. Nick Bosa gets the defensive player of the year. The the I'm issue gonna... I have isn't so much Nick getting it. It's just the lack of recognition for the for the year generally that Hassan Redick had. That, that's Dude, that one vote. 
that's the joke. Like that's, that th- oh, again, man. I don't, I don't, I didn't expect him to win it. I'm not, this is not oh, woe right. is the Eagles and all that. I'm not saying that, but recognize what he did, not only with the sacks, with the forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, you know, this guy was everything. And then some you would have hoped he would be. The most incredible stat is he did it three consecutive years with three different teams, double digit sacks. He deserved much better recognition. You're right. There was, I mean, we we knew in December that Bosa was going to win this Defensive Player of the Year award. We knew then. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Hassan Reddick, who really k- cranked up his play the second half of the season, gets that little recognition and respect that, hey, what team does he play for? Right. In yeah. what city? Yep. That's all you got to yeah. say. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right. So uh, beyond that, this is, a, you know, what a coup for Joe Douglas, man. Um, so he gets the defensive rookie of the year and the offensive rookie of the year. Sauce Garner, Gardner and uh, and Garrett Wilson. Uh, incredible. And they had Brees Hall, Gunner, who if he doesn't get hurt, yes. he's in it. He's probably battling Garrett Wilson or might get the the offensive player you know, rookie of the year. No it, question had he not get, about it. gotten hurt. Yeah. Look at Garrett Wilson's numbers, 1,103 yards receiving. How many different quarterbacks did he play with this year? Yeah, you think about it. You went Zach Wilson, Flacco, Mike White. Am I missing three guys at least? Or there's probably somebody else mixed in there. And he still had over 1,100 yards receiving. Mm. That's a bad young man. Yeah, he you, is. Know, what, you know, Joe Douglas, when he came here to Philadelphia, what was his claim to fame in Baltimore? He tutored under Ozzy Newsom. Uh-huh. who was one of the best in the business in terms of identifying talent. You look at how Ozzy built that Baltimore team down there for years. Um, and obviously Joe learned his lesson well, did a tremendous job when he was here helping, you know, helping out uh, how, for the brief time he was here helping out Howie. And now he's really putting his signature on this team with the Jets. Uh, they're going to be a good young team for a long time to come, man. All they got to do is find that right quarterback, and there's several, several veteran quarterbacks out there. You know, I just saw a report yesterday that supposedly um, – New Orleans and the Raiders are basically down to uh, a, an agreement in principle to get Derek Carr to New Orleans. Mm. I think you put Derek Carr in New Orleans, they're automatically the favorite to win that NFC South. I agree. Plain and simple. I, yeah, I mean, that it's probably the weakest division in football. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's there for the taking, you know, for sure. Uh, beyond that, you got comeback player of the year, Geno Smith. I'm fine with that. Brian Dable gets coach of the year. That was another one that no surprise. No, uh, considering the the talent level that he took over, um, yeah, I buy it. I, I look, I'm okay with either. I know some people are looking at it like Gino wasn't coming back from an injury, but right, this guy was cast off and and written off and 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 cooked. I mean, you had we talked about it in the pre-show meeting. You, you remember the great line that he had from earlier in the year? What was dude, it, dude? That was funny. Earlier in the year, when he had a good game, he said they wrote me off, but I didn't write back. And when it was announced <laughs> last a night. Great line. That's awesome. And when he wrote, when he, when they announced last night, he had one comeback player of the year. That one line blew up on Twitter last night. Yeah. They wrote me off, but I didn't write back. <laughs> and I remember that because I'm watching him play that game. And I, I don't even know who the field reporter was who asked him the question. Dude, what an answer. You yeah. can't, you couldn't script a better answer. They wrote me and think about how long we've covered this game. And we've heard every cliche answer you can possibly hear. That is an all timer right there. They wrote me off, but I didn't write back. That's so good. It's a Jalen Hurts line. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So oh that was goodness. yeah. I again and, and Dable. You know, look, the guy did a great job with very little talent, in my opinion. Uh, we we identified 
eight coaches who could very easily win coach of the year. And he was among them. Sure. So, you know, I have no problem. We all thought Sirianni should be in there and he was, you know, on, on our list. I have no problem with the day ball winning it. I, this is not about being a Giants fan or hating the Giants. This is about what this man did. Yeah. You know, I mean, think about, think about this. He basically took the same nucleus that had not been in the playoffs in five previous years from the previous year. And he turned it into a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to start as the offseason approaches the draft. He's going to start getting him and, and, and Wink Martindale, who who basically was told by the coach, "Hey, thanks, but no thanks." Yeah. Um, we, they're going to start getting their kind of players on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Yep. So that that division is going to be a tough division for years to come, if, if if the coaching structure with the Giants stays the same. No question about it. Yeah. So uh, that was that was interesting. The Hall of Famers were announced. Look, I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade here, but if I'm just being honest, um, really of the of the guys who were recently, you know, retired and and you know newly eligible, uh, let's see, there was what five that got in, uh, not not including the old school guys who we'll get to in a minute. Right, right. To me, two of the guys deserve to get in. Like, I agree. Yep. Revis without a without question, and Joe Thomas without question. But Rondé Barber, DeMarcus Ware, and Zach Thomas, to me, fall into the really, really good, bordering great, but not great category. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised Rondé got in, but I didn't think he would get in this soon. I mean, he had 47 interceptions. He's the only, only DB, 47 interceptions and 25 or more sacks. He had 12 defensive touchdowns, and he was on the all the 2000s all-decade team. Um, I didn't think he would get in this soon. Uh, in, in his eligibility tenure. Joe Thomas um, is the most decorated of all the players and coaches who got in this time. The dude played 11 years, the first 10 years of his career. He was mm-hmm. a pro bowler. Mm-hmm. He was that dude when mm-hmm. he played. You know, no question. I have no problem with that. We're talking in the pre-show meeting. I didn't realize Zach Thomas, this is the 10th time he was one of the uh, finalists and the fourth consecutive year he got down to the final group and he finally gets in. Ten years, Zach Thomas has been that far removed from the game. I, I gotta tell you, like when you said that, I was like, really? I, I had no idea he had been out that long. He retired in 08. 08 he retired. Yeah, so yeah, dude. Yeah, Father Time's creeping up on us, man. I know, I know. I, yeah. I, 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 I'm just shocked. Demarcus Ware. Okay, yeah, the 117 sacks. You know, nine-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team All-Pro. I don't know. To me, that's a borderline one. For, yeah. for when you consider uh, the the volume and start, they start off with like twenty or thirty players and then whittle it down. I didn't think Demarc. I didn't think Demarcus Ware would get in this soon either. I didn't either. Yeah, I didn't either. Not not quite this quick. Um, all right. So the 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 older guys who were on the veterans committee. Uh, you know, I, again, I can't tell you a ton about some of these guys, but you had Chuck Howley, uh, Ken Riley. Don Coriel, the one I'm really happy about is Joe Klecko. Joe Klecko is a, a, yeah. a Philadelphia guy. He grew up yeah. in Chester. He went to St. James. He went to Temple. He has an incredible story. He, he was playing semi-pro football. They discovered mm. him. He went to Temple. He had a great career there. Gunner, you know, before they started keeping it as an official sack, I think it was 82, 80, 81 or 82. He had 21 and a half sacks. Oh, I know. Like, he he made the Pro Bowl from three different positions. This guy it's was a monster. It's unbelievable. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know what his over. I didn't see his overall sack total for his career, 
But uh, I remember that era, him playing with Mark Gastineau when they were called the New York Sack Exchange. Yeah. Great nickname. For, you know, NFL great. historically has had some great names, the Hogs, you know, the Sack Exchange stuff. They're great defensive front. Uh, I think they, the other was Abdul Salam was on yeah. that defensive line also. Yeah. Man, they, yeah. they had some serious players uh, on that defense. He had but 78 you're, you're, sacks in 11 70, years. Okay. That's from mostly from interior. That's That's defensive tackle, nose guard. A little bit of end. He played end too. But like the last, oh, geez, one, let's see. From 83, the last six years of his career, he's playing in the interior. So that was, yeah. that's only yeah. three years at defensive end. That's a lot of sacks, man. That's a lot yeah. of. Yeah. Now, now what Don Coriel also gets in. Yeah. You um, covered him. In San Diego. I covered him for two years when I, when I was out in California, when it was called Air Coriel. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, Rob. You, you sit in the press box and you watch this. You had Dan Fouts under center. You look one way, you had Wes Welker. You look another way, you had John Jefferson. Mm-hmm. And you look to your immediate right or left, and you had Kellen Winslow. Incredible. Dude, they were lighting it up. They were lighting up the sky left and right. The thing is, could never get to a Super Bowl. He took him to yeah. the playoffs six times, but, you know, his coaching career. Could never get to a Super Bowl, though, you know. But yeah. that dude, you talking about pass app, he was way ahead of his time in terms of the pass game. They were just fun to watch. You know, I don't know how else to, to put watch, it. Dude. You know, they were yeah. just – it was for me as a, as a kid living on the East Coast, when their games would come yeah. on at 4 o'clock, you know, it was like, right, let's just sit back and watch and be entertained, man. That's what it was. Dude, yeah. that was fun. That was one of the more fun times of my career, watching that offense light it up. And then when I went to Milwaukee and John Jefferson – I forgot about, you know, uh, Jefferson went to the Packers when That's I was there. Right. He, was, he was there with – um, oh, my goodness. James Lofton. Lofton. James Lofton, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. and then the tight end there was Paul Kaufman at the time. So, yeah, man, I was just watching them dudes playing. John Jefferson was one of the most acrobatic, you know, wide receivers in the game of his era. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we get wild by the Odell Beckham Juniors. John Jefferson was that dude before Odell Beckham Junior. It's just that the games, the games that we see now nationally, they weren't the West Coast games weren't as national back then as they are now. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people didn't get to watch John Jefferson a lot, but that dude was like a rubber band man. The way he'd go up and get passes, twist his body, dive and stuff like that. Great receiver. Yeah, no question. All right, so here's what we have coming up today. Uh, we got a big one. You know, we'll we're going to be joined when we come back from Mark McM- by Mark McMillan. Mark McMillan played for both the Eagles and the Chiefs. All right, now he's taking a run at Gunner uh, with his culinary uh, ability on the grill. So we will oh, talk to him about me. that. He passed. All me. right, all right. Well, we'll talk to him about that. Which team he's rooting for? Who he thinks wins the game? played defensive back for both of those teams. So we'll talk to Mark McMillan. Zach Berman from The Athletic is going to join us uh, in the 2 o'clock hour. We'll talk to Z Berm. We'll have Dan Koob from Sport Trade. We'll get the latest on the trends, what's happening. Derek, the line has not moved, man. It has stayed. We talked we were talking all surprised. last week. I'm kind I know. of surprised. Yeah. I thought it was going to move a little bit one way or the other. It hasn't moved at all. It's still one and a half as we sit here right now. So we'll discuss that with Dan uh, coming up a little bit later in the one o'clock hour. We're going to give our storylines and predictions. We got a lot in store for you, so you don't want to go anywhere. We appreciate everybody hanging out. We are going to we are going to hit it strong today. We come back with Mark McMillan. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take on this Super Bowl Friday. I want to tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Yes, knowing who to trust with your finances can be very scary. All right, I'm right there in the front of the line, guilty as as you know as charged. For a long time, but I'm fortunate that I found the right person, and I don't want you wasting your time anymore with anybody else. He is the man that you want. I can tell you from personal experience, whether it's retirement planning, insurance review, if you have a small business, you're trying to get your employee benefits off the ground, 
I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover with Jim. I couldn't be any happier. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. Or you can email him, murray.jim at principal.com. That's murray.jim at principal.com. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game now streaming on the Six ABC Family of Apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Hi, I'm Jim Yulbronner, managing partner at Delval Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! It is Super Bowl Friday, baby. Sports Day, Jacob's YouTube Network. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, hanging out with you, getting you set for the Eagles and the Chiefs Sunday, 6.30 Eastern. All right, joining us right now, is this man torn? Is he torn? He played for the Eagles. Well, is he in black? We don't know. Man in black? <laughs> We're going to get him back up, uh, Xander. Let's see if we can fix well, that. All well, right, I think we got well, him. Do we have him? No, we, have we had him. him. We, we lost him. him. We had him. There he is. I don't know. Kind of. 
not really. All right, let's uh, we straight down a little bit. We, uh, we're, we're, Mark, we're going to put you on hold for a second if you can hear us. And we'll, uh, Xander, our producer, will try to make sure we got a good connection with you, man, because we don't want to we don't want to lose you. We don't want to cheat any uh, any Mark McMillan there. He's in the car. I'm sure going to another one of his his grilling contests that he's involved in. Gunner. That dude, that dude is uh, all over the place. He's in Arizona. He's in Vegas. He's on this cooking venue, that cooking venue. I can only live vicariously through him. Admit you're a little bit jealous. You're a little jealous of how good he's got behind. I would say yes, yes. Uh, but he, you know, he's he's worked at. He's paid his dues, um, and now he's enjoying the fruits of his labor. He's been, he's put a lot of work into this yep. uh, to get where he is. Uh, you know, let me tell you what he did to me though. Uh, you got him back up. There he is. What's up, Mark? What's going on, fellas? Man, I have to get some better Wi-Fi. Hey, 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 Rob, let me tell you what he did to me. First of all, he took his time getting back to me, right? (laughs) So then when I finally talked to him, he says, you know, D-Gun, I was going to have you go through my PR late. I said, ho, ho, time out. Oh, PR late. Go through his PR late? What? Me? Wow, it's like that now. Okay. No, I I, I felt bad. My bad, D-Gun. I said, I saw you uh, come on my Facebook post. And I was like, man, I got I'm out here. You know, my wife was walking into NFL Wise Fashion Show. So you know, I got to do my, I got to do the daddy duties first, man. So <laughs> I had to make sure the wife is taken care of, make sure her makeup is good. So I had to do that first, but man, you know, I always got to give you guys some love, man. So wh- where are you? What, what's what's your locale today, Mark? What 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 are we doing? What's on the agenda? Oh, well, right now I'm in Scottsdale at the Scottsdale Fashion Show. They're doing an amazing uh, job with the. It's called uh, Off the Field Wise with all the NFL wives. Um, they're doing a lot of great stuff. They're raising a lot of money for charity, and they're doing a fashion show. So, you know, it ain't about me today. It's all about the missus and, and watch her walk down the runway and support her. That's a smart man right there. Mark, I got <laughs> I got to hit you with this before we get into all your grilling endeavors, and you're crushing it, man. I'm, when, I'm trying. When, I'm trying. Where, where does the loyalty lie here, man? You were an eagle from 92 to 95 and a chief 97 to 98, man. Who are you pulling for this. in this game? You know what? I've been doing interviews uh, for like the last two weeks, and I'm just going to have to say my loyalty lies with uh, Gordon Ramsay, Team Ramsay. <laughs> <laughs> my loyalty lies with Team Ramsay. Team Ramsay is in the building, baby, so I have to, have to pick my Team Ramsay team, man, so make sure you guys check that out. But like I said, it's going to be a great battle. Um, obviously, everybody knows, man, I was in Philly for four years. They gave me the opportunity. 31 other teams said I was too small. Philly took the chance. I uh, had a great, great career there. So I, I love the birds, man. You know, I know Kansas City fans are probably like whatever, but come on, man. They gave me my first shot. You know, I'm, I'm still loved in Philadelphia. I always come back and try to support uh, Philadelphia. Kansas City is doing a good job. I think uh, lately they've been seeing all this coverage that I've been getting uh, from uh, from the media outlets. It's like, wait, wait, maybe we're missing out on something. Like, well, I only led the league in interceptions when I was there. So right. it ain't like I was just chopped liver. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Mark, you you have um you 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 lived in Phoenix, but you've been spending a lot of time in Vegas. Um, do you live in Vegas? Do you live in Phoenix? Where the heck do you live now? Um, you know, we we kept our house here in Phoenix. Thank goodness. Uh, you know, I listen listen to the missus because you know me. You know, brothers, we like to spend that money. You oh know? yeah. But she was like, no, we're gonna keep this little nest egg here. Uh, we have our grandkids that that's still here. So uh, we're in Vegas uh, more during the football season because I work for uh, CBS. Uh, doing the Raiders pre and post game live, so um, I, I I fell into that job. Randall Cunningham made a call in Vegas, and shoot, two days later I was working for CBS. <laughs> nice, that's awesome, dude. That yeah. is cool. 
Well, tell us, tell us a little bit about Mark. We had you on earlier in the year, and you were you were doing some stuff in the in the backyard and crushing it and whatnot. Yeah. But what's going on now? You, you mentioned the Gordon Ramsay thing for people who may not be familiar with with what's happening. Tell us about that and what your latest endeavor is. I, I would say it's probably one of the hottest shows uh, that's on TV right now. They had season one last year in Vegas, um, and then I got cast in February last year. Um, just some guys say, hey, are you Mark McMillan that played for the Eagles? I'm just thinking, like, somebody just DM me, like D-Gun did this morning on Facebook. So I was like, yeah, I'm Mark McMillan. He's like, how would you like to appear on Gordon Ramsay's show? And me, I'm like, I'm a barbecue guy. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not like a chef like that. But I said, hey, what the heck? You know, let me give it a shot. And actually made it uh, through the casting call. I think it was like 15,000 applicants applied for, for, this, wow. uh, for this show. And they only picked 18. So out of those thousands of people, man, I was one of the guys that made the cut pretty much like Philadelphia, man. I was one of the last cuts that actually made the team back in 92. And then um, when you find out that Gordon Ramsay picked me on his team, which was like, that's like getting drafted all over again, man. You know, he's the mecca of everything. They flew us out to London. Uh, We were there for for a while, you know, filming the show. It was crazy, D. We were – what. Yeah, we were quarantined in the room, but uh, you know it, it's a it's a fast paced show. Now I know a lot of people are going to watch the shows like, oh, I could have did that, but when that platform comes down and you only got thirty seconds to grab a dish, and they don't tell you what you're cooking, you know, yeah. until right before your segment, and you got to grab whatever you can, and you got to make a dish for Gordon Ramsay. So, so tell me, how much did it take you out of your comfort zone? You know, we we talk about grilling all the time and, and, and go back and forth about that. But but that show does not cater to grilling. I mean, you're in a kitchen and you're creating stuff, different seasonings and sauces. How much did, how much did you feel out of your comfort zone doing that show? Um, Very much, you know, because I was on the show with 17 other, some were professional chefs. You know, Woo! School for this. Uh, they cook in restaurants. Uh, we got a firefighter. We got an ICU doctor in there. You know, these people have been doing podcasts. And, you know, me and you, we just in the backyard throwing some wings and a brisket on the grill. Yeah. <laughs> so when they came out, you know, I talked about the show and said, hey, you know, whatever country we're in, you got to make that cuisine. So, you oh. know, I was going to be on the show. I just started practicing on Italian food, um, you know, Chinese food. So there was just different cuisines that I had to brush up on my skills and, they were following my social media, and one of the things is like, hey, you got to work on your plating. Uh, you got to work on your, your presentation. So he's huge on presentation. So that's why you probably see my posts are, are nice and pretty now. But <laughs> it's, it's a feeling to the eyes. But uh, the, the football nature came out, man. I was like, man, I'm here. I don't care about these other chefs. You know, I, we got an amazing class. Cast. I love all 17 of them, but – you know, when you line it up, man, you just got to go put your head down and, and, and make the best dish that you can. That's you know, cool, if, man. If, if you're in London and, and you have to put, cook London cuisine, food there is very bland. You don't use a lot of seasonings and stuff there, man. No seasoning. And, you know, the, their big thing is uh, Franks and beans. Like, they uh, weenies and beans and, 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 and bread. And that was one of the things, you know, you'll see on the show, Gordon is huge on salt. Yes. Like, he is huge on salt. Like, you think you would get high blood pressure is all the salt he kept telling you. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny, Mark. So, I got I got to ask you, man, as a guy who played the position, we've been watching Slay and Bradbury all year, not, yeah. not to mention Devontae Maddox in the slot. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
we're, we are spoiled with three studs here in yeah. this secondary, man. G- give me your impressions of what you've seen from these guys. Um, they're playing at a high level, and they're playing for each other. And you see these guys, they're, they're excited. Uh, when Devontae Maddox goes down, you see the defense changes. Mm-hmm. You know, he makes a big difference. That third down position, man, is tough. Yeah. Um, I had to play that position, and you're guarding against, you know, a really good receiver that's in that slot. So um, what he's able to do, he's make, he's way better in tackling now. You know, when he first came in in the league, that was some of his uh, issues. He wasn't a good tackler, but now he's making tackles, uh, making big plays. Uh, obviously, Slay and what, um, you know, Barry on the outside. Those are three solid corners in the league that you need, especially the way they throw the ball around. And we're going to need all that help when 15 enters the building. <laughs> so, so, Mark, then let's go to Kansas City because they've been basically holding down the back end of their defense yeah. with a bunch of rookies. They've got four rookies, basically. They've been rotating on the back end. Now, they'll give up some passes, but you look at the overall numbers, Kansas City's only given up 21 points a game. They held both Jacksonville and Cincinnati to 20 points. So, you know, at this stage of the season, you can't call them rookies anymore. No, you're not a rookie anymore. And, you know, like I said, I learned that fast. You know, at the end of the season, we end up playing – uh, the Saints in our first playoff game, and they're like, dude, you ain't no rookie no more. <laughs> so, you know, the Chiefs, they've been playing well all year. And, you know, they actually, like the last three or four weeks, their defense has really stepped it up big time. And, yeah. you know, those guys are not playing like rookies. And, you know, they have a, a good front four uh, that can get after the quarterback just as well as, as the Eagles. Um, you know, Eagles go seven or eight deep mm-hmm. at the front line. But uh, what Kansas City and, and Spags is able to do, man, can never count off Spags. You know, he's always dialing it up. And whenever you got number 15 on your side, man, anything. (laughs) Well, that's the thing, Mark, too. This is where he kills you because if even if you get a good pass rush, you better get him down. You don't get him to the ground and he's able to buy a little bit of time. He thrives there. He's probably better doing that than he is just standard pocket kind of stuff. Yeah, you you, got to you got you got to force him left. You know, if you're if you're the Eagles, you got to force him to his left. The Cincinnati Bengals had the worst defensive game plan I've ever seen in a playoff game. You know, they they let Patrick Mahomes roll out to his strong arm on the touchdown pass to Kelsey and the scramble when he got the first down and got the uh, the unnecessary roughness call on the on the defensive player for the Bengals. But when they forced him left, you saw he had a lot of trouble going left and wasn't comfortable. So I don't know what the Cincinnati Bengals were doing. Uh, Joe Barrow looked like he was just scared. Um, you know, he was throwing the ball in the ground. Uh, one thing about uh, number you know, number five, Jalen Hurts, man. You know, uh, number one, he's he not scared. And, you know, they got to deal with his legs. And, dude, he is so calm and cool under pressure, man. It is amazing to watch. And we got a first time in history, we got two African-American quarterbacks in the Super Bowl yep. in February in yep. Black History Month. So th- that, that's pretty cool, man. So man. I, I'm excited for both franchises. Uh, the obvious, the front office are doing a great job uh, getting players in the offseason, Kansas City as well as, uh, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, getting ready from the Cardinals. Mm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what, what were they thinking? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Mark, you have, you have played against a lot of great quarterbacks. You have watched a lot of football. Like you say, you do a pre- and post-game show for the Raiders, so you stay in tune yep. with the game. When you look at the styles of Mahomes and Hurts, how would you c- categorize their styles against – a lot of quarterbacks, and obviously the game has evolved since you played. Yeah. And the quarterback play has evolved. But how would you categorize them as players and as leaders uh, when you compare them to a lot of great quarterbacks you've looked at? Um, Jalen uh, leads by example. You know, he's not a big rah-rah guy. 
uh, guys just see him battling. Uh, you know, he doesn't brag about himself in interviews. It's all about team. Um, you know, he's battled through some injuries, and guys rallied behind him when he came back. A lot of people wanted to throw the Eagles under the bus, like, well, you know, Jalen's hurt. Can they, can they, can they still win? You know, and see, like, he's always fighting the critics. No matter what he does, people are always questioning his ability. And all he's done all his life is win. And, you know, we just need to just get behind this guy. We're in the Super Bowl. You know, it's like, it's like, what else do you want this young man to do? And, you know, he's a quiet leader. He's improved in his passing game. Uh, his reads on the uh, run option has is, is gotten a lot better. He's learned to slide now, so he's a lot smarter with that. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, on the other hand, is something we've never seen. You know, from, you, know you, you, you go back to Jeff George, who was a gunslinger. Uh, John Elway, who was a gunslinger, but they couldn't move like Patrick Mahomes. And this dude is throwing, like, no-look passes, underhand passes. You know, if you're a defensive back, and, you know, I was talking to Eric Allen, I was like, how do you defend this dude? And he doesn't have any star receivers. You know, he's making these players better by just being in his system. And, you know, he's almost like Michael Jordan. Hey, just give me some guys, and I'm going to make these guys better uh, around me. And, what he's able to do, man, uh, Kelsey is a, is a tough cover. And, you know, he's going to really test our secondary. And you just can't single him. You know, obviously, if they get him on Maddox, that's a matchup they're probably going to try to exploit. So probably have to move in, uh, you know, one of the bigger corners inside. Slate may have to come inside. Mm-hmm. Barry might have to come inside. So that's, that's going to be a, a key matchup to watch. Mark, do me a favor. Can, compare and contrast because you know we this Eagles team. They're you know the, the sack. I think they're at seventy eight sacks right now through the postseason. They had seventy yeah. during the regular season. It's comparable with your teams, man. The way they used to get after the quarterback. Now, you know, Buddy would do it a little bit differently. You know, Bud Carson, et cetera. They were a little bit more yeah. aggressive in terms of sending bodies, but a little bit. Uh, there were there were a lot more aggressive. You know, they yeah. were like. They're like seek and destroy. <laughs> <laughs> but give, I mean, look, same result in a lot of ways. Just, just give me a little on what you're seeing with these guys. Um, these guys are getting after it. And, you know, that's something that we didn't see really last year. We were like, man, they need some help on the D-line. Uh, obviously, you know, Graham goes down with the Achilles. Uh, you know, Fletcher steps up. So these guys are just playing at a high level right now. And you add a dominant Sue, you know, who doesn't get a lot of high, highlights or, or headlines. But he's real good stopping the run and, and, and forcing those guys to double team them inside. And he still has that dog in him. You know, he's, he's still physical. And, you know, seeing these guys get after it, uh, the secondary is feasting off that. So they're playing as a, as a great unit all around. And it's good to see in Philadelphia because we pride ourselves on defense. Mark, since you have ties with both organizations – have you been invited to a lot of different venues and stuff since you've been there, you know, to get access that the common folk like Rob and I don't get? <laughs> I, I, got a, I got a little juice, man. So, you know, a lot of people want to get my uh, my opinion, but I've been getting more love with the Next Level Chef deal than I have been getting on the football tip. This like people, this show is like really huge. And um, I've been seeing Gordon doing the world tour, doing all the interviews and, and talk, it, it's going to be a shocker, man. That first series when you guys watch it. It's going to be pretty interesting, but um, this city, this city, man, is is red and green down the middle. I would say, you know, obviously everybody knows the Eagles travel really well, uh, Kansas City travels really well, and this ain't new for the Chiefs. You know, they they've been in this position for 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 a while, and it's good to see. Um, you know, they're going to be relaxed. Um, we'll we'll see how this thing plays out, but man, you can pick two better fan bases to uh, to go at it, and two of the best quarterbacks in the league, and. Congratulations to Patrick Mahomes for winning the MVP. Um, I think Jalen, with missing those last couple of games, probably 
uh, you know, hurt him a little bit. But Jalen yep. is playing at a at an MVP level, and um, you know what he's able to do with his weapons. Um, you know, Devontae is, is doing really well. Miles is having a really good year, and the sleeper is Boston Scott. Yeah, you know, B Scott is running hard, man, and in, in the red zone, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. And when he gets in the red zone, dude, he's trying to score. Mark, you're a Bama guy. Uh, did, were you getting reports on what Jalen Hurts was like? I mean, we hear this from the second the guy showed up on campus, what a leader he was, you know, yeah. the weight room. We've seen all that kind of, you know, that stuff, the 600 pounds and, and all that craziness. Yeah. Were you hearing about him a long time ago? Um, back in high school, you know, some guys that was back in, in Georgia, they were like, man, you got to watch out for this kid, uh, Hurts. And then once he committed to Alabama, it's like, man, you guys got a tough-nosed kid. Um, that's grounded, you know, it's coached up by his dad. He's not a Mimi guy. He's not a rah-rah guy. Um, you see, he wins the national title in, in, in Alabama. Uh, he makes a couple bad throws in the title game. They pull him for Tua. Tua goes in and throws a touchdown game winner to Devontae Adams, who was a true freshman at the time. Uh, Jalen goes to, North, uh, to Oklahoma, doesn't complain, sets all kind of records under uh, Lincoln Riley's offense in Oklahoma. The Eagles draft him. People went crazy. They booed him, said we're wasting a pick. And I said this from day one. I said, man, if you give this kid an opportunity, put some guys around him, he's going to win some ball games. And here we are, three, what, three, four years later, yep. uh, Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback in the Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, Mark, put your coaching hat on for a minute, or your analyst hat on for a minute. Give me three keys to victory for the Eagles. What do they have to do? Uh, first of all, special teams. You know, Kansas City gets after it really well with their with their punt return uh, team. They have a great job doing that. Uh, special teams is going to be big. You know, field goal is going to be a, a big factor. And it's been a big factor throughout these playoffs. Uh, guys missing extra points. Guys missing yep. field goal. Uh, but special teams, man, is always key. I know a lot of people don't focus on that. But in a game like this, when you have two dynamic quarterbacks, uh, you know, you got to focus on special teams. Uh, you got to tackle. You know, tackling is going to be huge in this game. And, um, you know, it's, it's a physical game. And last couple of weeks, these teams have been playing real physical. Hopefully the referees will let these guys get after it a little bit because they're both teams that can get after it. Uh, quarterbacks have to be consistent. Uh, whichever quarterback is able to stay upright and stay healthy um, is going to have a really strong chance to, to, to win the ball game. So uh, quarterback play is going to be huge. Um, your D-line play has to be able to keep those quarterbacks in the pocket. So if you can't, if you let Jalen or, or Patrick get outside the pocket, it's going to be a long day for those secondaries. All right, Mark, who wins it, man? I'm going to say the Eagles, man. I'm going to go Eagles 31-27. Uh, 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 Philadelphia Eagles will be your Super Bowl champion. Get ready for Kelsey to go out there with the mummer. <laughs> Freeze the light poles on South Street and Broad Street. Baby, let's freaking go. Fly, Eagles, fly. There we go. Mark, right. good stuff, man. Hey, right. hey, hold up, Rob, before you leave. Yeah. I, I, I need this. I need this from you. Um, you know, we talk food a lot. So people have been asking me who are out there and who are going there, places to go. Now, two okay. places I gave them. One was uh Steakhouse 44, I think is the best steakhouse place in the Phoenix area. Yeah. And the I'm, other I'm, one huh? right now, I'm like I'm actually like 100 yards from the Yeah, I know. <laughs> Send me, send me, send me a steak, man. I'm, I'm hungry. Send me a, and, and the other one is uh, Little Miss Barbecue. Oh man, Little Miss Barbecue, man, they do a fantastic job. You got to get there early, or you got to yes. know somebody. Else they gonna, I know the guy that that I know, Mister Mister Barbecue. So whenever you're yeah. in town, I'll make sure you get to the front of the line. But Little Miss Barbecue is, is amazing. 
And they say, the, they say the people are wrapped around and start lining up at like 6 a.m. And sometimes they close at like 1 o'clock or 2 because they run out of stuff. Oh my yeah, God. you got to get there early. If, you, if you're if there at, at 105, it's too late. <laughs> so, so where are some of your other favorite like Mexican restaurants, uh, Italian seafood places? Um, a, Spanish, a Mexican restaurant is called uh, Casa Blanca. It's out there okay. in Gilbert, uh, in Chandler, Arizona, which is really good. Uh, Barrio Queen uh, is downtown Gilbert. is another uh, nice little Mexican uh, spot. Um, I'm not really too big on, on, on Italian restaurants, uh, okay. but ever since I've been on the show, I've been creating my own Italian dishes. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so, man, you know, I, don't, I haven't gone out in a while. Uh, like I said, since being on that show, learning from different chefs, um, every day, our we got 18 people in our mass text that is going off all day. Um, so it, it's a great opportunity, man, to uh, to shine, uh, let these other chefs shine and, and get their businesses going. And I appreciate you guys with the platform. Who would have thought last year when we were doing a show? Now mm-hmm. we're in the Super Bowl, and I'm on Next Level Chef with Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, I, I, I gotta I gotta go through your PR person just to talk to you now. <laughs> You used to be a common common folk like me. Now I gotta make appointments just to talk to you now. Oh my and god! Yeah. The, the lady that uh, the lady that represents me, Joy, she said, "Get ready because it's going to get even worse, or we say better, because it's good for the brand and yeah. and being back on national TV right after the Super Bowl. That's a you can't. I don't know how much they pay for that spot, but I know it's a lot of money. Can yeah, you give so, me a part time job? Yeah, right. I hear you. Uh, next level chef on Fox, right? Right after the game, Mark. That's where people can catch you. Yes, sir. Next level chef, season two. Uh, Roof of Team Ramsey. You know, I got a great cast: uh, Cassie, uh, Tucker, Michelle, and my guy Vinny, um, who's a firefighter up in the Boston area. So, Chef Blaze is the other one. Chef Arrington is the other team as well. But we got some some amazing people. Hey, it's uh my man Gork Barbecue is in Philly. Um, he's a huge Eagle fan as well. He has some really good barbecue in Philly, so I'll make sure to uh, turn him on to you guys as well. Awesome, right. man. Awesome. Mark, appreciate you jumping on, man. Good luck, and, and you, uh, keep up the good work. Hopefully we'll talk to you soon, man. Take care. Oh, I appreciate you guys, man. All right, yeah. Mark. Enjoy Take care. Weekend. That's Mark McMillan. Uh, had a phenomenal career, yeah. So he'll be on Next Level Chef on Fox right after the game. Derek is where you – you can catch him, man. He is, he's come a long way with the uh, with the grilling and the, and the chef work. He was uh, – he was here in Philadelphia from 92 to 95. Actually crossed over with Barrett for a year. Yep. And then uh, played in Kansas City for a couple of years, San Francisco, Washington, you know. But but uh, he was a 10th-round pick. That's how times have changed, right? 10th-round pick, man. I love I love his story. And he tells his story so frequently as inspiration to other people on Facebook yeah. about everybody told him he can't do this and he can't do that being 5'8". You know, he wasn't NFL material. And all he did was parlay that into a lengthy career. He's such a strong man of faith, family, and food. You know, um, you know he's the nicest guy you ever wanted to meet. Wow, you can, anybody can walk up to him and talk to him. He's just a great dude, man. And, yep. and to see the success he's having now in life after football, you know, people just think it just popped it. No, he's been putting in years and years of work. Yeah. Um, just, just going from – just being a guy who's just so passionate about barbecuing and he has all these different kind of grills like I do. Now he's elevated to a point 
cook uh, companies are giving him free gas grills, free different mm-hmm. types of pellet grills. Then he becomes uh, I guess now he's on his a show with Gord Ramsey. Are you kidding me? <laughs> What's next for this dude? His own national cooking show? Gee, yeah, very cool, man, very cool. And yeah, you, you can tell he's a little torn, but he, he'd rather see the Eagles win. Let's be real, he would rather see the Eagles. I, I, win, I believe man. he, I believe he would. I think yeah. he has more ties with. Philadelphia than he does Kansas City. Gave him City his first shot, you know? I yeah. mean, that's a big deal. Well, he deal. comes back here a lot, too, and he does yeah. a lot of charity cook-offs and stuff like that. He does. At least yeah. three or four times a year. So I would say his loyalty leans a little bit more towards Philadelphia. No doubt. Class act, man. That's for sure. All right, let's let's uh, let's step aside. We'll come back. Uh, guess what? The Niners are still chirping, Derek, shockingly. Uh, still chirping. Yeah. 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 We're going to hear yeah. more Niners. Uh, we'll look at how the Eagles did against certain good quarterbacks this year. And also, we're going to give bold predictions meaning out-of-the-box predictions, something that could happen in this game. We'll do that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. By the way, Zach Berman coming up at 2 o'clock. We're also going to hear at 1.50 from Dan Koob of Sport Trade. find out where things are trending right now. So we've got a lot in store for you. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I will tell you now about ProAction Restoration. Yes, if you have a home, you have a business, you've gone through the inconvenience and the pain of fire, water, smoke, mold damage, whatever the case may be, it can be really trying, right? ProAction Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I've gone through it. I had it happen to me at my parents' house uh, a number of years ago. I called them on a Saturday. They came right out. They corrected the problem. They fixed it. The crew was professional. It was clean. The price was very reasonable. It was a relief, to say the least. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades, ProAction Restoration will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, it could be water, could be fire, could be smoke damage, mold remediation. You name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement. But would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. 
the best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. Yes, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn. I think we may be joined in a little bit by Barrett Brooks. I, my sources I don't trust whisper- anything. I got people whispering, Gunner. I don't know what's what. I'm just telling you. My sources Fake are- news. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. All right, we just wrap things up with Mark McMillan. We'll have Zach Berman coming up at 2 p.m. Dan Koob right around 1.50 from Sportrate. Let me hit you with this because it never stops, Derek. So the kicker now is chiming in. The kicker, Robbie Gold. Okay, Robbie Gold is the latest. Okay, he was on the thirty third team. Said this about Jalen Hurts: "Quote: If you make Jalen Hurts play quarterback, you're probably going to have a pretty solid day on defense." This, you know, this De- is the Debo's, kicker talk. This is this a kicker? This is a kicker now. Kicker. Debo Samuel doing the same thing. The, just the wine routine with that with Adam Shine last night on CBS Radio. It they are relentless i gotta tell you it's been every day from the second they got eliminated to now and debo would add uh, i'm not salty i'm just stating facts if we had our quarterback we'd have beat them by double digits well you didn't have your quarterbacks you got pummeled your vaunted defense i understand they were on the field 37 minutes okay that's a lot to expect from any defense i don't care how good it is but the bottom line is y'all sitting at home you know what get over it Get better next year. Oh, as a matter of fact, you're on the Eagles' schedule next year. So with that said, you know what? Save all that chirping for next season, man, because it ain't going to do you any good while you're sitting out there golfing on the back nine somewhere. I know. but it, Let it go. Just, it, Let it go. It's wild to me, you, you know, that, like, I don't know. Like, I, I got to imagine this was the consensus in the locker room afterwards, and then they're all just sort of following suit or whatever. I, I, I don't know. But, like, every one of them. Like, I don't think I've heard a Niners player say, yeah, look, hey, better team won, man. Tip tip your hat to them. We'll be back next year. But they got us. Not once. It never stops. Now, you go to the Kansas City-Cincinnati game. They had a do-over play in that game. I never heard of before. Right. And then, of course, Kansas City gets within that uh, game-winning field goal position because a, a rookie made a mistake with a late hit. Okay. Have you heard the Bengals whining about losing a game? No. No. You know what? They know they lost. Yeah. They could have won. They had their opportunities. They didn't capitalize on it. They lost. And they had their franchise quarterback, and they lost. They had owned Kansas City the three previous times. They lost. But you don't hear them chirping. 
you know, yeah, they've it's handled over. it in a classy way. You're yeah. done. You know, the San Francisco 40 winers, you know, just let it go. Let it <laughs> yeah. go. It's amazing. I don't Take know. Take a gun approach. Live a calmer <laughs> life. I'm trying to get robbed there. It's hard. I, I, I know it is hard. I, I want to be team Derek, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. Let it go. I know. It's uh, we'll see. I'm sure there'll be Derek between now and game time uh, with the whatever whatever it is, 50 hours and 25 minutes. There still will be at least two or three more 49ers chiming in, I'm sure. Rob, um, this is all you need to know right here. And I want I want this to resonate in your ears from the time that we get off right. this show at 3 p.m. Eastern time okay. to the to Sunday morning. I want you to remember that this is a D-Guns proverb to live by. All right, I'm listening. If you free your mind, your soul will follow. Is that Vo- and Vogue? <laughs> free your mind! I like I'm that. You. Uh, you, you know who else mind, subscribes to that? Your soul will follow. This guy! Bro, who is he? Bro. Who is that dude? Who is that guy? Bro, I'm in Radio Row right now. Yeah. He's got a little trying to get some interviews. Um, trying to get some going. So I'm trying I'm just looking at everybody's here. Now, look, I got Mr. Dicker right there. Oh, wow. You know, um, there he's right there. You know, I mean, I got it's, it's, it's crazy out here. At the hotel, I just got the talking to a bunch of guys with gold jackets on. Yes, Hall of Fame. My guy, John Randall, uh, Charles Haley, all these guys are on at the hotel. So I'm going to try to speed through there when right. we leave here. To see if we can get some guys and talk to some guys. So Mike B, setting everything up. Oh, look at that, cool. Mr. Do you, Kane. Do you guys have a spot on Radio Row? Or are you look just at Michael B? Look at, look at Sean Kane. Look, look at our him. guys. There's our that guys. Rob Ellis. Yeah, Rob Ellis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob Ellis. What's up, fellas? Yeah, 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 two studs right there, man. <laughs> is, is Michael asking for help? Is he in uh, dire straits? Is that yes, yeah, right? Yeah. You know he is. You know he oh is. Oh my god, man! So you enjoyed yeah, yourself? Guys. What's going on? What did we get? White Castle? Did we get out yesterday? What happened? What did we do? You know, I got the White Castle, and and, and, and getting White Castle when I leave when I leave here to go to to the stadium on the sets off. I got to get it then also. He bought a ten pack, Rob. He bought a ten pack for how much, Rob? How much was it? It was like nine bucks or something like that. You, yeah. you should have got, you bucks. Nine bucks. You got eight too. bucks back. You should have got eight bucks back. <laughs> they should have paid you. Have, yeah. And I got a, I got a great Fanta with it, um, and fries. Okay. So it was pretty good. It was pretty good. That's good, man. Good. Uh, and man, don't prop dust anybody. Barrett, Barrett, not, not to name drop, but I was talking to Rich Cannon earlier, and he said he was, and he thinks the Eagles are going to win the game. By the way, let me be clear. But he said. Okay, okay. He said he was surprised at how many people he spoke with not only think the Eagles win, but think the Eagles roll. Uh, what, what is what are you hearing from the people that you're you're talking to about this game out there in, in Phoenix? Well, you know what I'm, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I think there are more there are more people in Philly that think it's gonna be a close game than it is out here. Out here, we're talking numbers like 30. Like I think the most consistent thing about beginning is 32 to like 24 or 21. Right around there. They're thinking nine to ten um, digit win. So uh, I think people outside the city of Philadelphia are finally starting to see how good this Eagles team is and how they've how they really taken it to that next level um, at the quarterback position, number one. But the defensive line, they're getting a lot of love, a lot more love than even the offensive line. So, you know, it, there are people taking notice now. You know, and I think the defensive line is the number one thing that people are talking about. So – 
you know, at this point, you know, hey, it, 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 it's, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a great game, man. Great game. Oh, look, it's, it's a coach, uh, Coach Red, uh, Big Red. Big Red? Is that really Big Red? No, no. no. Yeah, I didn't think so. I, I think the voice gave it away, man. I, I right, 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 right. But, you know, it's, it's still, you know, it's still pretty good. That's good, man. That's good. So, um, and any star sightings out there and any, any other than some of the guys you said you were talking to some of the uh, hall of famers guys are the gold jackets. Yeah. So, you know, I, I saw a lot of, you know, um, you, I mean, you name it, all of, all of them are there, all of them, Brian Erlach. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it kind of, it kind of scared me a little bit because there's hall of famers in there that I played against, you know what I mean? And played with Alan Fanta. Uh, uh, played against Charles Haley, uh, Randall, uh, 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 John Randall. I mean, so many guys that I had battles with are there, you know. So it's kind of crazy, you know what I mean? It's kind of crazy. That's great. Uh, uh, Garrett's about to walk by. Miles Garrett. Thank you. Go. Go. So, so what is your job description today? How many different things do you have to do today? I have two shows that I got to take today. Well, shoot live today. Um, I got a couple of interviews, and then I got to go to Seth Jonas' party tonight. Oh, you have to Oh, go. Seth's throwing oh. a gig, huh? It's a, it's a must. I have to be there. Uh, Jaws' cigar party was – it's probably around 1,500 people in that party. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm hearing that yeah. one was, like, off off the chain. I, I hear Jaws' party was wild, man. Well, we had a part, like, maybe – maybe uh, a quarter of a mile away to get there, walk there. And as we're walking there, we can smell the cigar. You can almost see the smoke coming off the building. You know, it's just packed. Absolutely packed. So where's where's Seth holding his party tonight? I don't know where it is. I know it's in Scottsdale, but I don't know where it is. Okay, okay. I went to a Philly bar, Philly bar there last, um, I did a, did a signing there, an autograph signing there, and there were no less than six or seven hundred people in this little bitty bar there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Philly fans will definitely come out here and they're represented. Definitely represented. All right. Well, so what's what's on the agenda for you today? What what do you what do you have? What do they have you doing? I know you're running all over the place. I gotta do three interviews on um, Radio Row uh, around two o'clock. Okay. Then after that, I gotta shoot over to the stadium. I get to the stadium where we'll shoot our show, uh, the show that I have, you know, Bird's Huddle, in Mission 57. Right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after that, I have to do another uh, – well, I don't have to do it, but I'm doing it because it's getting paid for it. Uh, I got to do a <laughs> – I got to do a little event in the bar, and then I'm going to Seth's place. Okay. Seth's not paying me, though. He's not paying – he should pay me, but he's not paying me. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one if you're trying to get paid. You ain't, you ain't right. getting money there. You're not getting money in that one. All right, so if this is the last time we're going to be hanging with you on the show, I, I give me your prediction, man. How does this thing play out? 28-20, birds win convincingly. Um, it's going to be close midway through the game. Like, you get going to halftime. They might, you know, the Chiefs might be ahead by maybe three points. They're going into the second half. That offensive line, the defensive line, take over. Really control the game. It'll be over after the uh, – Halfway through the full court, it'll be over. You know, we'll be celebrating. You know, convincing victory. So, so we have talked about so many different scenarios down in distances and matchups all week long about this game. 
tell me something that you were thinking on Monday where your mind may have changed as of Friday. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold on a I'm sorry. Okay. We got to say it again, guys. So, so, okay. so we've talked about so many different scenarios all week long. One second, one second. About, okay. Oh, all right. We lost I, them. Yeah, see, I knew I, – sometimes when you're in there with all of the technology oh, yeah. and all that, it can be sketchy. That's why I, I wanted to make sure I got a prediction out of them. Uh, yeah. I, I, knowing Barrett, he'll try and pop back on. I know that, and we'll try and get back up with us. There Here he comes. Sorry, sorry about that, gentlemen. Okay, all right. So, right. so what I, so what I said was we have been talking about so many different scenarios, matchups, downs, and distances all week long. Tell me something – that you were thinking one way Monday that you may have changed your mind on as of today? Uh, that Big Red's going to come out and try to throw the ball um, as his major way of um, moving the ball against his Eagles team. And I think he's going to try to convert to running the ball more consistently. And really, he, he feels as though, I think he's going to feel as though that's the way to win this game. Keep the ball on the ground. Uh, time possession is going to be key for him. I think he wants to win the time possession. He thinks that if he can keep that offense off the field, he can beat us. So I really think he's a big red. And I said, I know it sounds like an oxymoron, but big red, running tag, Edwards Alaire coming back, McKinnon, you know, those guys. I, I think he's going to try to run the rock. Why would he bring back that running back when those two have been doing quite fine? Yeah, so well that's said. what I'm thinking. Well said. Okay. All right, B, we appreciate you squeezing us in, man. I know you got it's crazy for you. Uh, I'll go ahead, Gunner. Yeah, hold up. All right, so I promise you. Too, first of all, I know you. I know you're in love with White Castle. You know you like the poor man's eater when you go on road trips. Okay, so uh, we just had Mark McMillan on, and Mark McMillan confirmed it for me. You got to go to Steakhouse Forty Four if you get a chance, and you need to go to this place called Little Miss Barbecue. Now the thing is, yeah. Little Miss Barbecue. You know how you love your barbecue, like me. You got to yes, get sir. there. You got to get there early. I mean, so, these people started lining up at six, seven a.m. I mean, around the block, to the point where they sell out so quickly. Sometimes they shut the doors at one o'clock or two o'clock because wow. they sell out stuff. Now, if you want to get to the front of the line, call Mark. Just told us, call Mark. He knows the dude that runs it. He can get you to the front of the line. Well, this is done deal. I'm gonna call Mark as soon as I get off. The- there you go. What you got? Set it up for tomorrow. Love there it. you go. See? Love it. All right, All right well, folks, listen, I be, appreciate it. Thanks be a good. lot. Have be fun, good, man. Brother. Enjoy your time. All right, man. Always good talking to Barrett. Always good uh, getting and checking. I, I will say this. He has been, and we'll see how it plays out on Sunday. He's been steadfast, Derek, mm-hmm. that they were going to have a, an easy game against the Giants, an easy game against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Now, 28 to 20 is not a blowout, but it, he, right. it sounds like he thinks the Eagles win this thing somewhat comfortably. I, I'm not there. I'm I not think either. this game's close. I, I don't understand the the Eagles win this easily. I just I, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see it as we sit here right now. Okay, I'm just being frank with you. I don't yeah. get it, but I'll give him credit. He's been on this thing every game. Yes. He's nailed every game. Yes, he has. Now we couldn't take in. There's no way we could have foreseen that Purdy's going to get knocked out early in the game. Okay, right. so we, you can't foresee that. But I said prior to that game, somebody's not going to finish that game to start the game. Never thought it would be a quarterback in that game. And lo and behold, it was all downhill for San Francisco after that. Mm-hmm. This particular game, as you mentioned earlier in this show, the three games Kansas City lost by a grand total of 10 points. They could have won those games. Okay. Right. This is a this has been a rebuilding, retooling, 
year for the Chiefs. They're standing here on the cusp of another potential Super Bowl win. They got that dude who's 27 years old who just won his second MVP and is his third in his third Super Bowl. They have gotten this far with a bunch of average wide receivers, a young secondary, and they've won 16 games. And their schedule was not an easy schedule by any stretch of the imagination. No. no. Okay. I'm with you. I don't see this as a blowout. I understand this Eagles team is a is the is the most deep versatile team that this Kansas city team will see all year long. Mm -hmm. I get that. But that dude on the other side, that dude, number 15 is an equalizer. And anytime he steps on the football field, if that ankle holds up, if nobody rolls on that ankle again, if he's upright and breathing from start to finish, I think this game is going to be a lot closer than a lot. A lot of people are saying it's going to be. I I do too. I don't, what I don't want to see you know, uh, from an Eagles perspective is I don't want to see that dude with the ball in his hands with a no. decent amount of time left, nope. you know, even if they're, they're trailing him, him taking them down because the guy's money, he figures it out. It doesn't matter what the circumstance is. Nope. So, you know, and, and <laughs> can you imagine Derek, I'll, I'll just throw this out there for fun. And if, if it turns out to be right, I'll look like a genius. If not, we'll all forget about it. Wink, wink. Um, let's say Kansas city has the ball. They're down five. They're driving. Brandon Graham gets another strip sack and the Eagles recover, and that's how the Eagles salt the game away. Can you imagine you do it against Brady and then Mahomes? Dude, dude. Brandon Graham should just ne- should just drop a mic and just ne- just float off just it somewhere off. and never play a game again. Even though he wants to play, dude. Yeah. That, that's when you that's the signature of your career. <laughs> you, you you do that against two you you do that against two Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers in one lifetime. Make the same type of play. Yeah, and he mentioned that the uh, it was yesterday or the day before to media that he would love to get that strip sack at a crucial point in the game against Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you know, yeah. Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick has said Mahomes is one of the few quarterbacks I've never sacked. I got to get to him. You know, right. so dude, the storylines just keep building and keep building for this game. But if Brandon Graham strip sacks uh, Mahomes on a crucial drive of the game, I'm gonna call him right after the game, dude. Just drop the mic and walk it's off a, into the sunset. It can't, it can't be better. It cannot. It other than Elway no. wins back to backs and rolls. I, yeah. I don't know how it gets better than that. But you can't. Z- Xander has. Xander takes it the other way. He said if he does that, they better not. They better bring him back. And there's no hometown discount uh, if that's the case. Which is well, the funny. problem is he already. T- he's already said publicly he would take a discount to play here. And don't don't think for a moment how how a moment how he's uh, not going to play that. How he was like, oh yeah, uh-huh. okay, cool. uh-huh. thank you. Yeah. Um, all right, let let's do our. Um, our bold prediction. Now, this is not to be confused with how we think the game is going to play out storylines. Okay, I kind of gave you one right there to an extent. But but something weird that could happen, somebody who might step up, uh, look out for this guy, like Corey Clement catching a touchdown pass in Super Bowl right, 52. Right. I don't think many of us saw that come. I'll, I'll, I'll throw mine out there because this guy's been MIA for a long time now. Quez Watkins catches a touchdown pass. Oh, Yes. Wow. Well, I mean, we're focused on A.J. Brown. We're focused on Devontae Smith, as we should be, Dallas Goddard. I think this is where maybe Quez sneaks back into the occasion. Deep shot, hit him, boom. I'm going with it. Um, I, That's a pretty good one because he is not a guy that you're, we're talking about. And in a game like this, there's always a player you don't talk about that comes up and make a big makes a big play on either side of the football. Right. So that's a good one. So – from the category of the extreme, I will say Boston Scott returns a kickoff for a touchdown. Oh, I'm, that is good, man. 
That is good. Okay. Scott takes one to the house in the kickoff. The much maligned special teams yes. for the Eagles much yes. of the season. You get Boston Scott taking one to the house. Yes. All right. Now okay. think about it. he's almost broken a couple this season. So this could be this could be as the NCAA tournament likes to use the closing song to the tournament, <laughs> one shining moment. This could yeah. be his shining moment. Um in, in on the grandest of all stages. People who don't know who Boston Scott is will quickly remember the name Boston Scott for taking one to the house. That's pretty good. That That is pretty good. I, yeah. It's interesting. We don't talk about it much, obviously, because there's a lot of other things to talk about when it comes to the Eagles. But where I will give them credit is they really uh, – I'm not going to say they're a great special teams unit. They're not. But they became respectable, solid. They made a couple of moves, right? One of them was they brought Christian Ellis up from the practice squad, and he's been really good on special teams for them. Okay? Yeah. He stepped up. The other thing they did was they put Boston Scott back there returning uh, returning kicks. Yes. And he's been really solid back there, to his credit. You know, that was uh, this Michael Clay, who was the special teams coach, or, you know, whether that was coming from Sirianni or Howie Roseman, I don't care how they got there. Moves that they made, those moves, were really game changers for them on a spe- from a special teams unit, coverage and returns. Boston Scott returns have given him great field position in a lot of cases, you know. And like I said, he's almost broken a couple. Um, we chast- In general, we chastise special teams play for much of the season, but the latter half of the season, I'd say it's particular the last five, six games, special teams has played a lot better across the board. And we knew the kicking game was going to take care of itself, but in right. terms of, of, of coverage, punt, kickoff coverage, return game, you know, punt return is still, is still just okay. Not many teams have great punt returns, but the kickoff return game in particular has been much better and has given them a lot better field position. Field position in this game, field position in any game is huge, but in this game in particular, an extra 10, 15 yards could be a world of difference in terms of stri- strike at your opponent. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the Eagles special teams outplays Kansas City. Kansas City special teams, is pretty doggone good. They got a pretty good punt returner back. Sky Moore. Well. Yeah. Dude, he ain't no joke. No. Uh, underrated part of that last yeah. drive, you know, we all look at the late hit and, and Mahomes being able to run for that, you know, first down. Yep. Sky Moore gets him in real good field possession to yes. give them a chance. Yes. And, you know, he's not somebody who gets a lot of accolades because of all the other pieces to the equation, but this kid can fly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a home run hitter also. If he finds a seam, it's going to be trouble for the opposition. So you've got to keep him in check because, man, he's got that extra burst. You know, when he came out of college, nobody really talked much about him. But once again, Andy Reid identifies a specific need that they need on their team, and they go out and get this kid. And all of a sudden, man, I'll tell you what, latter part of the season playoffs, he has been instrumental in their success. Yeah, good uh, good question here from, uh, from Miss Ash. Uh, she says, uh, you want the ball to start the game or not? Actually, I do. I do, Miss Ash. Yeah, I, I want to get the ball. A, I want to score first. Uh, that goes without saying. Uh, you know, set set sort of like you know set the tone. But I also would love to put together a really long, sustained drive, if possible, to just keep Mahomes and that offense yes. off the field, and yes. to let the Chiefs defense know, like this is what you're in for today. It's going to be a mix of you know pounding the ball on the ground where the Eagles are, are really good, but also mixing in some passing. Jalen shows that he's on point. I think if I had the opportunity, and I think the Eagles probably would defer just because that's what the analytics tell them to do, mm-hmm. I'd love to grab the ball first and go down there and score. I would too. You know, everybody loves to defer until the second half. Anytime I get a chance to get the ball in a game like this, I want the ball now. Mm-hmm. I want that ball first. You have two very explosive offenses. Early momentum is huge in a game like this. Now, both teams are very capable of coming back, 
Both teams have shown that time and time again this season. Um, but in this game, to set the tone, I want the ball first, take it down the field, put him behind the eight ball, and let's roll from there. Yeah, yeah. It just it just makes sense to me. And, and I get it. I understand. I, and I respect the analytics, and it's worked well for the Eagles this year. But if you're asking me just in this circumstance, I think it would be a tone setter yes. you know, going into the game for sure. So Yes, no we'll question. See. We'll see. That's a good question, though, Miss Ash. Yeah, absolutely. I'll say the other thing, too, Derek, and you've been talking about this a lot with this Chiefs team. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know Tyree Kill, but there were other guys who left there as well. Um, it, it, it has been – I'm not going to say it's Andy Reid's greatest coaching job, but it's not that far off. You know, what they've been able to do here, considering some of the firepower that they lost, this is a – you know, it, it, he is – he's one of the best, right? And the big question is, sometimes he's come up small uh, – you know, in the, in the biggest of contests, we, that we don't know, but just to get them to where they are right now is pretty amazing. You know, it, it's one of it's one of the great stories of the two, 2022 NFL season, and we've had some great stories this season. You know, backup quarterbacks rising to the forefront, Justin Jefferson living up to his expectations from training camp, so on and so forth. But this is one of the great stories in all of uh, football for 2022. And you, and, and you go back and you read the stories about how they looked at this season as a rebuilding year. They knew they had to get younger to eventually get better. They couldn't, nobody could have projected them to be standing here right now. Everybody's picking Baltimore. I mean, um, um, picking Buffalo or Cincinnati. You know, everybody expected Kansas City, oh, they're going to be right there. Everybody thought Kansas City would take a hit because that division was supposed to be so tough with all these quarterbacks that they had in that division. And all they did was win the division again. All they did was win 14 games again in the regular season. Three games they could have lost, they could have won. And all they did was put themselves right back in the Super Bowl for the third time in four years. Usually you hope you hit on one or two picks in a draft uh, that can have immediate impact on your team. They've relied on six, six young kids to help them get to where they are. Did they go through growing pains? Yes, they did. But just like Mark said, the latter part of the season, Kansas City's young defensive back end has been instrumental in them winning games and, and, and shutting opponents down when they've been trying to drive for potential go-ahead scores. So those aren't, those aren't rookies anymore. They're yeah. still young players, but they're not rookies anymore. And you couple that with a future Hall of Famer in Mahomes, the best tight end in the game in Kelsey, you know, and, and this is why this team is 16-3, and three, just like this Philadelphia team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. All right, when we come back, Derek, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the you know, the Chiefs, what they've done this year. The Eagles against quote-unquote good quarterbacks, because I think there's a thought out there that every time the Eagles face a decent quarterback, they got lit up defensively. Eh, not so much. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll dive into that. Uh, 150, Dan Koob is going to be joining us from Sport Trade. We'll get the latest trends, what's happening, why that line stayed at one and a half. And then at 2 o'clock, Zach Berman from the athletics. So you don't want to go anywhere. We got you covered. We keep rolling. We keep going out to Phoenix. Barrett may sneak back on. We don't know what's going to happen. You got to stay tuned. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about Flynn Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. Now, they offer really cost effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So you might need something just kind of scaled back a little bit. You might need it taken down fully. They are there for you. They're experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve as southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, northern Delaware as well. 
They do the full tree removal. They do stump grinding. They do tree pruning. Keep in mind, we're, we're in a time of year right now where it's a great time to get your trees evaluated before we get the really nasty weather. You can go to their Facebook or Instagram page for a sampling of their work or more information. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Hondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Paul Farber for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
right, we're back. What's up, everybody? Hit that like button, if you will. We appreciate it. We are Sports Take, Jake at Sports YouTube Network. That's D Gun. I'm Rob Ellis, hanging out with you, Barrett, down there in Arizona, doing his thing. We'll talk to Zach Berman in a little bit from the desert. Get what he uh, what he's thinking on. Zach had some great pieces uh, this week, man, which we'll we'll talk to uh, him about in a little bit. All right, Gunner. So let's uh, let's look at this. I mentioned before we went to break. I think there's a common misconception out there that every time the Eagles played what you would consider, and, and this is, you know, depends on how you look at it, good quarterback, they got tuned up. Now, some yes, some no. For example, when they played the Cowboys, the Christmas Eve game, you remember the Gardner Minshew game where they ended up losing? Mm-hmm. They got tuned up. Dak Prescott, 27 of 35, 347 yards, three touchdowns, did have that pick six, uh, a 124.3 passer rating. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a big time day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, however you want to feel about Kirk Cousins, the guy puts numbers up. Okay. And for most of the season was putting up big numbers. Not so much here. 27 of 46, 221 yards, a touchdown, three interceptions and a 51 passer rating. That's a terrible game. Absolutely. Okay. So that, I wouldn't put that in that category. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, mind you, he became a much better player as the season went on in fairness. This was early in the year, but, and the conditions were really bad. 11 of 23, 174 yards, uh, two touchdowns, a pick. He had it. What do you have? Three fumbles? I, I forget the fumbles off the top of my head, but he fumbled it a bunch of times and an 84 passer rating. That's not a good day. Okay. Jared Goff. Now, this was the opening game of the season. Mm-hmm. Pretty good game. 21 of 37, 215 yards. He did have a pick six, two touchdowns, and an 80.4 passer rating. I, I'd say it's a good day, not a great day right there. Lastly, let's go to Daniel Jones in the playoff game, the one that counted the most. 15 of 27, 135 yards, no touchdowns, an interception, and a 53 pass already. So what I would say from that sampling that I just gave you, right, I'd say there's more poor to mediocre games right. from those quarterbacks than I would say good. There's no doubt about Prescott. I'd say Goff's day was pretty good, but the rest of them, not so much. No, and that's because their defense did a, such a good job of putting so, putting so much pressure on these quarterbacks and keeping them in duress for much of the game, not letting them set and, and, and go through a, a rhythm that quarterbacks like to get in. You know, um, the best way the best way to take a quarterback out of his game is to make him feel uncomfortable. And once the Eagles' defense started rolling up sacks and all of a sudden the reputation started to build, I think it affected their psyche. You know, when a quarterback, a, a veteran quarterback steps to the line of scrimmage, he's looking from where the potential pressure is coming from. You couldn't tell with his Eagles uh, team because a lot of times they were in a five-man front. You didn't know if it was coming from the middle or one of the edges. When they went to a four-man front, Gannon occasionally surprised us and, and brought a, a delayed blitz from a safety or a cornerback. You didn't know where it was coming from. Um, and, and so – People on the outside looking in, talking about the Eagles got chewed up against better quarterbacks again. I think it's just hate for the team in general, you know, and that's from the national pundits as well as just the casual observer on the outside looking in. You know, you you can say what you want to say about this team uh, all you want. The stats don't lie. The stats tell the stories a lot of times, and they have put up some incredible, impeccable stats consistently for most of the season, more times than not. You know, you don't have to give them their credit. They're going to take their credit. If they win this game, they've taken their credit, you know, minus the lack of, of support and respect from, from people outside of the Philadelphia area. Yeah, I mean, look, they win this. That all stops, obviously. I, mean, you, I don't think the, it stops. I think well, it'll be another excuse. 
I, I don't know. Anything short of Mahomes being knocked out of the game and Chad Henney finishing it and the Eagles, yeah. you know, getting to him and he forcing him. I, I, I don't know how you don't. When you talk about a team that's been to the Super Bowl, what is it, two out of the last three years and one, one of those? One, yeah. And it's Andy Reid who's going to the Hall of Fame, and we know it, barring Mahomes getting hurt, is going to the Hall of Fame. I don't know how you don't beat those guys and, and finally get the – level of respect the other I, I wouldn't expect to hear kansas city cry like the niners fans i would say no I'm, I'm not even talking about kansas city i'm just talking about all the pundits on the outside looking yeah. in they'll yeah. find some excuse why the eagles won instead of saying the better team won they'll 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 couple it with the better team won but if 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 the chiefs had had tyreek hill they would have torched them in the secondary yeah. if patrick mahomes was 100 percent they, he he'd have run he'd have run rings around. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe you get a little bit of that. Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I expect it. I mean, I, it's been the norm. It, it's not the exception to the rule. It's the norm when you talk about the Philadelphia team. I, I don't I don't understand it. It can't be. It, it can't just be. This team racked up seventy sacks. This team averaged twenty eight points a game. This offense is the most versatile offense or one of in the National Football League. It's one of the deepest offenses in the National Football League. It has the best offensive line in the National Football League. It can't just stop there. It can't. There's always some but attached to it when, when people are talking about this Eagles team. You know, and I don't I don't think the excuses will stop if the Eagles win this game. Whether they win it by one point, whether they win it by ten points, there'll be the faction of people out there saying Eagles won the game, but yeah. there will always be a but attached to it with this team. I'll tell you what's going to be really fascinating for me if they can dispose. I don't think they will. Okay, let me be clear. But if they can dispose of the Chiefs the way that they have the Niners and the Giants and and most teams this season you know, to get to that 16 and three mark and two of those losses mm -hmm. without their starting quarterback, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to, it's going to be one of the more dominant seasons we've seen from a team period. Like I, I think you absolutely. could definitely argue the best performance by an Eagles team, but it's period. One of the best performances. Ab absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, it's just not that easy with this team. No, it's not going to be. It's, 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 it's I don't understand it. You know, a, a, a roster this deep, how Howie Roseman pulled all this off still baffles me. Mm -hmm. You get all these players in here. I don't care if they are on one-year contracts, but these players could have gone somewhere else. You know, they decided to fill whatever, whatever bill of goods, Howie Roseman was selling these players and their agents to come here. He did it. He put the pieces in place. The coaching staff, there were some rough patches along the way. The coaching staff, for the most part, did an incredible job of utilizing every asset they were given by the front office. Mm -hmm. Okay. And here they stand with, every starter available for the last game of the season, you know, so it has been a complete effort by trainers, front office coaches, and the players who made the transition from their former teams to their current team to come in here and put this team on a pedestal that it has been in, which is the best team in the NFC and hopefully the best team in the national football league for the 2022 season. Yeah. We all agree that there are going to be changes after the season. To what degree, we don't know yet. But there's going, especially if Jalen Hurts gets his money, mm -hmm. there has to be significant changes, especially on the defensive side of the ball. The offensive components, components basically are already intact for at least one more season. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. And a lot of that will depend on will Jason Kelsey come back as well. But even if he come, doesn't come back, you still have Lane Johnson, Landon Dickerson, Jordan Malata. You have three, at, at very minimum, three-fifths of your starting offensive line coming back. Mm -hmm. You have two, two thirds of your running back contingent coming back. 
you have your two primary receivers coming back and your tight ends coming back, plus two draft picks to pick and choose exactly what where you want. I would assume it's going to be on defense before offense because they could be in some dire straits defensively if some of these free agent guys you know get dangled big carrots in front of them, and you know some of them are, mm-hmm. you know. But they're in a great position to come back and be just as competitive next year as they were this year. I agree with you. I agree with you. All right, let me hit you with this. Uh, I thought that was this was interesting. This is uh, from uh, Ralph uh, Vacchiano, uh, NFC East reporter for Fox Sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, covers the Eagles, the Commanders, the Giants, and the Cowboys, obviously. Uh, Eagles offensive coordinator and Giants offensive coordinator, uh, Mike Kafka, were both up for the Colts gig. They had, they right. had both been in the, in the finals. So according to Vacchiano, Wink Martindale has been told he's out of the running for the Colts job. Yep. As has, uh, has Kafka as well. Vacchiano's reporting that Steichen is one of the finalists, and many around the NFL believe that he's the guy that Jim Mersey is targeting. Mm. Okay. So I, if he were to get that gig, and we obviously will, we wouldn't know until after the Super Bowl, but if he were to get it, do you think they would elevate Brian Johnson or, or somebody else on the offensive staff or look to go outside? That's a good question. Um, the Eagles, the Eagles are pretty good at trying to elevate people from within. I mean, look at how many, uh, you know, job descriptions they gave Deuce Staley when he was here, yeah. you know, from a position coach to assistant head coach before he decided to leave when he got bypassed for the head coaching job here. They like to promote from within. But if there's a candidate who is a position coach, a quarterback coach, whatever the case may be, who they feel is just a little bit better than Brian Johnson, uh, who may give them something closer to what they want in in terms of replacing Steichen, Howie Roseman's going to find a way to get him. You know, see, we don't know exactly to what degree Johnson has input in the game plan. We know he works with Jalen, but we don't know how much he has input into the game plan. So it's hard to it's hard to distinguish whether or not. He is a legitimate candidate to replace Steichen. But first and foremost, the offense is, is Nick Sirianni's offense. Right. Basically, Steichen has come in and, and taken it and maybe tweaked it here and there, but it's, it's still Sirianni's offense. Mm-hmm. So it's jo- it's in Johnson's favor that he's already here and knows this offense, more yeah. so than bringing somebody from the outside in to learn the offense. So I would say, as we sit here today, I'm leaning towards them elevating Johnson more so than looking on the outside. But Howie, knowing Howie Roseman like I know him, he will arrive at every he will look at every means possible before arriving at that decision. Yeah. No, look, agreed. I, I think that um, you know, the good news is they've sort of built in Sirianni such an offensive mind too. Whomever they bring in will be under good sort of guidance and tutelage. Yes. What I would wonder if that's the case, would Sirianni take the play calling back over? That could get interesting. It possibly could. Yeah. You know, I mean, when it's a coach's offense, you have to get a feel. I mean, the first year Sirianni called the offense. You got to get a feel for who you're working with before you turn the reins over. And obviously yeah. he felt very strong about Steichen taking those reins so he could focus on other elements of game, game management, you know. Um, maybe maybe he gives that to Johnson right away. But I think if he brings somebody from the outside in, I think he reassumes that role of calling the plays until he gets to a comfort level that he got with with Steichen. Yeah. Um, I did want to sneak in a little bit before we go to Dan Coop coming up at 150. Wanted to sneak in a little bit, a uh, little Sixers news. So Derek, very quiet on the on the Sixers front yesterday. Um, you know, they they made the one move, but it was really 
you know, there was a lot of, a lot of smoke, you know, kind of surrounding things and a lot of big moves being made elsewhere. They didn't do a whole lot. Now you still have the buyout market and the Sixers got under the luxury tax. So maybe that means they're aggressive on the buyout market. Um, But for the most part, you're kind of going to battle now the rest of the way with what you have. Don't expect anything else. And by the way, Joel Embiid named a starter yep. with some of the injuries uh, to to the Eastern Conference All Stars. I'm I'm surprised Joel is even going to play in the All Star game. To be honest with you, uh, considering how that foot has given him problems throughout the season, I thought he would bow out and take that extra time just to rest. So, so I'm surprised. And now, you know, rightfully so, he should have been named the starter from the beginning. You know, but I'm finally hopefully this will appease him. You know, you, you think, okay, the only reason I got to start is because somebody else bowed out. But mm-hmm. the bottom line is they didn't go in another direction. They gave him his due. Uh, what is he, the second leading scorer in the NBA right now? Yes. Um, so, yeah, you're giving him his due. Um, and, and hopefully he goes out there and, and enjoys it but doesn't hurt and re-injure that foot. Can you imagine if he re-injured that foot again in an oh. all-star game? Oh. That dude, that, that. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I'd have no problem with him sitting this one out personally. That's the risk you take. But, you know, these guys, they like to get out there with their boys and, and play a game that doesn't mean anything and and just play freestyle basketball for one night and all the accolade and the pomp and the circumstances that go along with the All-Star weekend. I get it. But if I've had an injury where it's it's it could – all he has to do is step on somebody's foot, step the wrong way, and that thing could be – could have him out six, eight weeks again. Mm-hmm. I would be a little bit more cautious with, cautious with this and, and, and basically take the weekend off and just, you know, get treatment from the staff, rest it, heal it, and get ready for that all-important stretch run because you still have to find a way to put yourself in the same conversation with Boston and Milwaukee. I don't think they're quite there yet. Yeah, uh, and they get the Knicks tonight, so that, that's yeah. kind of where things are. And if you look at the standings uh, for where things are right now, you know, they're still right there. They're four back of Boston for first place. Uh, Milwaukee's yeah. one back. Um, and then, you know, I know they, we were excited for that Milwaukee Lakers game. No LeBron last night. He sat, decided to sit that one out. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of where things are. The Knicks are nine and a half back. They're the seventh seed right now. Uh, but they, they made a move. They got Josh Hart. They got little, stronger. Yeah, they helped themselves. And they're, they're going to get those two back together. Uh, they get the band back together with Hart and, uh, and Jalen Brunson, both Villanova guys. I re- Did you see the video? It was pretty funny. So they were honoring Jalen Brunson. They retired his number at Villanova the other yeah. night. It was and, and that was when word came down that Josh Hart had got traded there. And and somebody showed him the, you know, he held the, held the cell phone up to when he was like going crazy when he when he saw it. The ironic part is they traded away Archie Diacono, who was one of his Villanova teammates too. He got dealt. So it's kind of funny, six degrees of uh, of Villanova separation, yeah. uh, if you will. So, yeah, that's kind of where things are uh, with the NBA and the Sixers uh, playing it tonight at home. That game was at home. You remember they lost the game the other night in Brooklyn or in New York. Uh, that was York, Sunday yeah. night? Sunday night, yeah, after yeah. they're coming off a of back-to-back. They need a win tonight, Derek. The last two lo- losses have been very uninspiring, to yeah. say the least. Yeah, um, this is going to be a good game. Is this one in Philly or New York? I Philly. Think this is Philly. Yeah. yeah, they get the home cooking tonight. They it's still fresh in their minds, you know how they they could have won that game against New York and mm-hmm. let it get away from it, just like Boston let it get away from them. So yeah, they got to turn this thing around in a hurry. You know, you don't want to get in the habit of, of being able to get close and not being able to get over hump over the hump. The last two losses they played sloppy down the stretch, taking bad shots, not defending as well as they could defend, allowing easier shots than they should have. Of course. 
you know, Julius Randle last night made some unbelievable shots. Oh. You know, every time they got closed, I mean, throwing it off the backboard, flipping yeah. it up and bouncing around and in. You know, those things happen. But you got to play a much more sound game tonight, especially in your home crowd. You're on a two-game losing streak. You got you got to change that real quick. You got to get that taste out of your mouth real quick. Mm-hmm. No question about it. All right, so let's uh, let's bring up our friend. We usually talk to him a little bit later in the program. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's he's locked and loaded, man. He's ready to go. This is the day. We're coming up on the day, and that's the one and only Dan Koob. Of course, Dan, the director of content at Sport Trade, Sport Trade app. You just download that bad boy, Sport Trade underscore app. What's happening, Dan? Gentlemen, we're we're two days away. The anxiety is pumping. The other night, I had to throw on Super Bowl Fifty Two just to calm down. I just sat there and watched the full game on YouTube. My wife was side eyeing me the entire time. Didn't care. Had to put in the groundwork. Had to put in the film study. Uh, just to just to. I feel like I blacked out what happened over the course of those three hours. I Isn't it weird? St- there is stuff you forgot. Like you just totally like, Wait, just that like that way. I remember drinking between fifteen to eighteen Bud Lights over the course of the four hour game. <laughs> And in the fourth quarter, just really ramped up my production. But there are so many parts of that that game, I just completely blocked out the stress, blocked out the anxiety. I, I clearly remember my reaction to the Brandon Graham strip sack. Um, but there were so many little little moments there that I completely forgot. So I had to go revisit it to make myself calm down a little bit. Rob, Rob do I need to put him on the D-Gun couch of calmness for the weekend? Is he another one <laughs> yeah. of these guys? So, Dan, I, obviously, <laughs> I've been a disaster all week, you know, and last week too, and I'm I'm a disaster again. So Gunner tries to provide this, this zen, uh, like, you, you know, cast a spell over me, and he's it's not working. So I, I think, you know – Maybe you want to try it, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not having a lot of success. What, what's that program look like, Gunner? Is a lot of breathing through the nose, out no. through the mouth, a no. lot of headspace? It's distraction. Find Incense. multitudes uh, of things to do to keep your mind occupied. Free your soul, and your mind mm-hmm. will follow. Rob, he's so concerned about where Aaron Rodgers is going to take his four-day darkness journey that he's not really locked in. Look, all we know is he's going to be in a dark place in Amazon somewhere <laughs> smoking stuff that's probably not illegal, that's uh, not not legal in the United States. All I want the Green Bay Packers to say is we have a, pl- a deal in place with the Jets. We get two first-round draft picks, send his butt to New York, let him finish up his career here. They are just like they did with uh, Favre when they sent him to Minnesota. Thank Goodbye. You. Thank you for your services. But I'm tired of this every year, off year. Well, I don't know if I want to play. You know, done with that. I mean, go go talk with the gods of the Amazon <laughs> and, and afterlife and help them and let them help you decide that you need to move on, man. That's Here's it. option C. Stay what? there. Just stay there, Aaron. <laughs> don't come back. Yeah. We're good. Go with you. I know I'm good if I don't hear any more from him personally. Oh, but. I'm over it. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So I, I gotta tell you, Dan, I I'm very surprised. I've been preaching all last week, all this week. That line's going to move. Don't kid yourself. One and a half, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Here we are Friday at 1.50 in the afternoon, and it hasn't moved. Are you surprised? Uh, I think initially I was, to be honest, Rob. And on Trade, as I've mentioned with you guys a couple of times, you know, once we post a line, we don't move the number. We just move the price at which you can get it at. Uh, and so we have it at two and a half right now. Okay. Um, and we've really seen almost no price movement back and forth at all. I think our odds makers and a lot of the odds makers really nailed this game. Uh, of course, it opened at two and a half for the Eagles, went down to one and a half. It's at one in some places, mm-hmm. um, but it really depends if you're looking for the best number, you know, where the most value is. Sport trade does have pretty good value at minus two and a half currently. That's plus 108. 
uh, and our, our equivalency is 47 and a half per share. But yeah, I mean, we really haven't seen a ton of movement. The most movement, honestly, we've seen on this game is the total, which is 49 and a half, uh, which started uh, at $52 per share, which is about uh, minus 115-ish. Um, and now it's at 55.5, which is minus 127. And that doesn't even represent that much of a movement, to be quite honest. I mean, you would have made a little bit of scratch if you had gotten in at the beginning. Right. Um, but a lot of people think this game is going to fly over. We just posted about seven alternate strikes for the total and for the game itself. So we have two point increments. We have 49 and a half, 51 and a half, 53 and a half, et cetera. Um, and they're, they're going to start seeing a lot of action as you move closer to kickoff. We still have two days. Generally, for the Super Bowl, you see a lot of public interest, public money start to fly in Friday night, definitely Saturday. And then, yeah. you know, around noon on Sunday, you know, we basically might as well be the Super Bowl of betting because that's when everybody starts paying attention, starts, you know, hounding for promo codes and everything like that, of which we have several at Sportrade. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when you really start to see the public money come in. But very rarely does it ever influence the actual number. A lot of these markets are shaped early in the week by what are referred to as sharp betters, people who the yeah. bookmakers really respect their opinions. So generally, by the time the, the public gets in, those markets have already been established. So mm-hmm. I don't foresee a ton more movement happening in this game. See, I had said to you last Friday, I couldn't wait to talk to you this Friday to see how mm-hmm. the money fluctuated. And based on what you're telling me now, I put it in the category of two things. Those of all, who've already laid their money feel g- good about good. what they're doing, but there also seems a bit of a, a lot of uncertainty as to what to expect because there's so many incredible storylines in this game. How close is Mahomes to being 100%? How close is Jalen Shoulders, uh, Jalen Hurts' shoulder to being 100%? So I think there's a lot of, from what you're telling me, there's a lot of uncertainty in terms of why the money is not fluctuating uh, strongly one way or the other. Actually, Gunnar, I have to say, I think it's the opposite. I think it's a really? lot of confidence. It's a lot of confidence from the bookmakers and our market maker who feel as though they've got this number in this game nailed down. So regardless wow. of what people are, regardless of what people are betting, and, and quite frankly, you know, on Sport Trade, we've seen more money come in on the Chiefs than the Eagles, which is surprising when you consider we're oh, a New goodness. Jersey book. Yeah. We're only in New Jersey. So you would think, you know, Eagles fans would be kind of hitting this line. Yeah. We've seen more Chiefs action, but we haven't moved the lines. And you've seen other places, again, slight movements from minus one and a half to minus, you know, to minus one, but still on the Eagles, which tells me that the ones setting the lines are supremely confident that they think on a neutral field, the Eagles are one point better. Now, obviously, Mahomes' injury plays into that, right? Like, there's no way he's going to come out and not be injured. Um, I assume the Eagles will approach this game as if he's 100%. Um, But from a betting perspective, I think people think they've got this pretty much nailed down. Mm. Yeah, like, are you surprised at non-betting here? I keep mm. talking about this at the confidence in the city. It's very unPhiladelphia-like. You know, <laughs> it's it's interesting. How embarrassed do you have to be to be a Niners fan this they, 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 all they, week? They just messed all it's over themselves for, just for for two weeks. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, I, I think this the last two weeks I think have been very similar to like when the Flyers introduced gritty. And everyone outside of the city was like, that thing is disgusting. What are you doing? Mm. And we're like, nope, he's ours. We love him. And now, you know, gritty. The gritty like, cop. I like, like it. Yes. Fanatic, gritty. And then, you know, swoop is somewhere down here. Um, and then, you know, the flying Benjamin Franklin is either not even in the oh, picture anymore. You had to bring that up. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I thought I, we were past that. Right. What I mean, we had the dog too. Is Franklin still in play? I don't even know if Franklin's I in play. I don't know anymore. what they did with Franklin. That's a good question. I don't know. Don't pay yeah. attention to the Sixers till April. Yeah. And they've just beaten me down. Um, no, I think a lot of it is everyone is disrespecting this team. 
Yeah. And the, the Philly fans have now rallied around them to the point where there was confidence against the Giants. There was a lot of confidence against the 49ers. I can't tell you. So I went out on the streets the other day. We did some man on the street interviews. I thought I'd left those behind in my previous career. Drug you back in, huh? You can never escape the MOS. Yeah. So we went to an Eagles pep rally for sport trading. We were talking to fans and I was like, okay, strip the BS zero to 100. How confident are you? They're going to win. And we didn't get an answer below 75. We talked mm. to 30 people. Um, very unPhiladelphia like I, I just think that it's an us against the world mentality right now, even more so than usual. I mean, we, we like de- deify a fake boxer in this city. So like we, for whatever reason, our chips are all in on this team. And you guys have talked about it a couple minutes ago. I mean, this has an opportunity to be the best Eagles team in the history of the franchise. For sure, it does. Yeah, so I, I, I look, think I'm the telling you, they, the middle. they win this. They should, if they win it handily against a team like this, they should be discussed with with some of the better teams that have ever played. But the way they've gone through this, 17 wins, at, you know, at, at a pretty good margin of victory and, and marching through the playoffs. I don't think it's going to happen. I think this game's close. Give, give me your take. What, what do you think happens in this game? I think a lot of points. Uh, I came on yeah. here last week and I said 31-21. I feel like I'm sort of revisiting that, not because I think the Eagles won't score that much. I think the Chiefs will just score more than that. Um, but I still think this flies over the 49 and a half points. I'm, I'm all over the alternate totals as well, all the way up to, I mean, I would feel comfortable going all the way up over 55. Mm-hmm. I just think there's a lot of points. I think, you know, you just have to approach this as if Patrick Mahomes is healthy. You have mm-hmm. to, and they're going to score, but their defense can't stop the Eagles either. So I do think the Eagles win. I've been saying it for two weeks. They're going to win by 10 plus points. I still wholeheartedly believe that. Um, I, I, I'm thinking maybe something in the range of 34, 24, 38, 28, something like that. It's going to be a high scoring game. It's going to be stressful. The Bud Lights will be flowing. I'm not sponsored by them. Maybe I should be, um, but it's going to be nerve wracking uh, the entire time. We just, we can't get, we can't get an easy one and we shouldn't, you know, we should earn this one too. I hear you. So, I hear so Dan, you. is there is there a prop bet or two that that that, that people are really gravitating towards right now? Uh, it's a great question. We actually did uh, a really fun show yesterday. We did a, a prop bet auction, right? So, like for the most uh, desirable prop bets, the one people liked the most, we had like a round table, and you had to bid for the right to bet on that that uh, auction item, right? That prop bet. Um, one of my favorites, actually, and it's purely because of cost, is will the game go to overtime? Uh, and our odds are so far and away better than everybody else's. This is plus 1,300 Damn. for the game to go to overtime. Mm. Everywhere else uh, in the betting space is below 1,000. So that's a really good opportunity there. I like that one personally. The one I really like, and I can't remember if we talked about it last week or not, but um, will there be a will, – will somebody score two touchdowns or more? Now, you might think, well, that seems really difficult. It hasn't been, actually. Five of the last six Super Bowls, somebody has scored two touchdowns, including last year. Yeah, uh, Cooper Cup and T. Higgins both scored two touchdowns. The only exception mm-hmm. is the 13-3 Patriots-Rams game. Um, but again, you know, when you're betting on sports, you kind of have to detach yourself from what you want to happen. Start thinking with your head and start looking at pricing. Because in the long run, if you find the best prices, you'll be able to be a lot more profitable. You'll also stay in the game a lot longer. Yeah. Um, so specific to uh, that one, and I'm stalling until I can find it. So will any player score two plus touchdowns? If you think the answer is no, which I actually do, that's plus 157, which is 38.50 per share. The yes is 66 and a half uh, per share, which is minus 203. I really like that one personally. And what's cool about what we've done is we have what are called two-sided markets. So if you think that no, somebody won't, you could bet that. Whereas on like a FanDuel or DraftKings, you're basically betting for it to happen. You can bet on it not to happen here. 
Um, I think, will any player score two-plus touchdowns is a no. I like that one a lot. And I was a former fat guy, former fat lineman. Uh, will an offensive lineman score a touchdown? Let's do it, boys. I had a premonition last night that Lane Johnson caught a touchdown pass. I should have started with that. I was right. in a nice, deep, calm sleep last night, and I saw 65 crossing the end zone. Uh, so that's plus 2,700. So let's get it. Offensive right. lineman. Scoring. What a story that would be with a torn groin. Oh, that would I be, know. That would be insane. That would be I insane. Dan, yeah. listen, man, we appreciate it. I tell people all the time, check it out. Uh, awesome stuff you guys are doing at Sport Trade. You could follow Dan on Twitter at Sport Trade Coob. Of course, he's the director of content for Sport Trade. Uh, Dan, we appreciate it, brother. All year, you've been crushing it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man. Have a yeah, great thanks, weekend, guys. bro. Likewise, Pleasure. enjoy the game. Go, Birds. You too, yeah. my friend. All right, let, let's get a quickie in here, uh, Gunner, and we'll come back. We'll talk to Zach Berman. We'll get uh, we'll get Berman's uh, take on what's going on, and we'll talk to him about some of the great stuff that he's done throughout the course of the week. All right, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let me tell you right now about Razor Technology, because the future of work isn't remote or in person. It's a hybrid model. In facing this new reality, businesses must reimagine their workplaces to align with the preferences and needs of modern employees. Razor Technology helps businesses create a workplace that gives their teams flexibility in choosing how and where they put in their hours. Online platforms for communication and collaboration combined with secure and adaptable mobile devices are enabling hybrid meeting experiences that are nearly on par with in-person events so everyone can feel that they are part of the conversation. Employees with strong social connections with their team report better well-being, higher productivity, and stronger retention rates. Razor Technology helps growing organizations adapt to hybrid environments with industry-leading digital tools and insightful guidance that promotes efficiency and workplace satisfaction. Learn more by calling 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit us online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Get high. Get high.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Hi, I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! Back, hour number three of Sports Take. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, hanging out with you, getting you set for Super Bowl 57 Sunday at 6.30. Who better to talk to to continue the momentum into this big game than Zach Berman, who does an amazing job uh, covering the Eagles, the NFL, for The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter, at ZBerm. He's also the author of Underdogs from the Eagles' last appearance in the Super Bowl. Zach, how you doing, man? How's uh, Arizona treating you? Doing well. Thanks for having me on. It's been, uh, you, you guys know how it is when the team you cover is in the Super Bowl. It, it's uh, it's at a different level. So, uh, you know, it's been like three, four hours of sleep every night, but it's been worth it. It's been, it's been a fun week out here. And uh, curious to see, I appreciate you mentioning underdogs because I was joking with someone. I have about like, you know, two more days before the statute of limitations on the 2017 <laughs> Super Bowl has expired. Yeah, this is the Super Bowl we all talk about. Get your copies right now before it's exactly. gone. Yeah. Exactly. Make it happen. Uh, Zach, great stuff all week, man. I've been Absolutely. really enjoying it. And, and I love, let's start with this one. You did a great job, the, the situational meetings, and you yeah. tied it in. I, I didn't think you'd be able to do it, but you, 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 know, you, guys, you guys pulled this off. You tied it into the Phillies' bunt defense in game five, the NLCS, Tiger Woods, the Masters, and Nova. So give me a little insight of what, what yeah. this thing's all about for people who haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I appreciate you asking. So uh, so Nick Sirianni is obsessed with situational football. And that's not my word. That's his word, obsessed, right? And that's everything from third down, fourth down, red zone, backed up, uh, you know, uh, two minute, all these all these different situations. And what he does, in, they, they have meetings throughout the week, including a Saturday meeting with the whole team, where he'll literally quiz like it's 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 like a law. I never went to law school, but from what I understand, law school is like where Sirianni will say it again or say to Steichen, you know, you know, third down, thirty-seven seconds left on the clock. You're on the forty-one yard line, one timeout. What do you do, right? Or uh, and, and we'll just come up with all these situations. And Nick will also look for situate and his staff will look for situations around the league that to show his players in high school, in college, and in in uh, in other sports. So. You saw in the in the playoffs when game five, when I say playoffs, the Phillies, game five, there was the bunt uh, with uh, Suarez, and the Phillies had to adjust with the bunt defense very quickly. Uh, Villanova, there was, you know, the, the, the game winner in 2016, the way yeah. Jay Wright had his guys ready. So he finds different situations to make sure they're ready in that moment. Oh, very cool. Hey, Zach, I don't know how much access you've had to the team this week, but do you get a good sense of how loose they are? Are they getting tighter as it gets closer to the game or what? Well, the great thing about the Super Bowl, D-Gun, is we have so much access, right? And, and, <laughs> yeah. the, play, and 
the players have nowhere to hide, right? The coaches, so so we get to talk to all these guys. And so to answer your question, yeah, I, I think this team is – I don't think this team is tight. I think this team – the best way I can explain it is they expect it to be here, right? This is not – this is not like, oh, this is nice, we're here. They – they, they believe they should be here, number one. And as opposed to the team in 2017, when it was, it was kind of like they were playing with house money, this team's not playing with house money. This, this, mm-hmm. this team, it, you know, they, they've been a juggernaut all year. They're the favorites in the Super Bowl. They've been the favorite in every game except Christmas Eve on a short week in Dallas with their backup quarterback. So the sense I get is, is this is a team that came here expecting to win a game. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing, Zach. I, I, I want to pick up on the, what you were just talking about real quick with, with Sirianni. I found this interesting, too. Initially, he was going to, you know, he had something prepared for Sunday. He was yeah. going to kind of lay on these guys. We all know the motivational speeches you give before a game. But instead, he, he took a page out of his own college coach's book uh, when he played at Mount Union and is sort of opening up the floor to everybody. I, I, I just shows, I just think this guy has such a good feel and he's so, I don't know, uh, secure in his own skin to do the kind of stuff that he does. And that's just another example of it. So, yeah, so I'm glad you asked this question. Uh, and, and, and Nick, before the Atlanta game, week one last year, the first game he ever coached, I, I asked him about the Saturday night meetings. And he said that in the years leading up to being a coach, he thought about all these different stories and ways to motivate the teams for different situations, whether it was a winning streak, a losing streak, a home opener, go on down the list. This past offseason – in between his you know, first year and his second year, he's taking walks in his neighborhood in South Jersey, thinking about what his messaging will be at different points in the season. And so I asked him, what's your messaging for, you know, did you ever think about your messaging for the Super Bowl? And he had a whole speak, he had a whole thing planned, a whole presentation planned, and he's not going to do it, like you said, uh, because this is something he, 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 he wants us to be, the players speaking to each other. And yeah, Nick, uh, I, I know people have different opinions of him. One thing I, I, I could say is he, he's a really good feel for his group. Mm-hmm. He is so in tune with the players, and he really makes it like a, a player-oriented program. So, yeah, that's that's very much the case here. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. Mm-hmm. I, I think the other thing with him, I don't know. I mean, I I get where it would turn some people off if you're losing and, and the coach is mean mugging and all that, but I think it's authentic, and it the players see right through that, Zach, you know this well. If if he's not, if that's just an act, and then all of a sudden behind, you know, the, the camera, away from the cameras, behind closed doors, he's something else. Then I think there's there's trouble. He is who he is, man, and he wears his heart on his sleeve. And I think that connects. I think it connects with this fan base, obviously, but I think more importantly, mm-hmm. it connects with his players. Yeah, and he's he's been this way his whole life. I've spoken to people who grew up with him in Jamestown, New York, and what you see on TV was the way he was when he played high school basketball at Southwestern Central High School. This is, he is, he's nothing if not authentic. Hey, hey, Zach, how much have you played game scenarios over in your mind all week long? And and how much has your thought process changed along the same lines in terms of what you're anticipating uh, in this game coming up? Well, I, I told you I'm sleeping about three hours a night. I'm spending too much time thinking about this game, all right? I mean, at this point, like... Go to know, sleep, Zach. Go yeah, to sleep. Yeah, yeah I mean, I... I, I I, I feel like I should be leading Nick situ- uh, Nick Sirianni situational <laughs> meetings right now. Um, no, so this was so I'll, I'll uh, in in 2017 going into the game, going into that week, um, the whole for about a week and a half, I was like, they're not going to beat Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. And then as we got closer to the game, I was like, wait, the Eagles have the better 
offensive line, the better defensive line. And all my years covering football, I'm always told to look at the lines of scrimmage, right? And so I, so that, to me, is what this game is. The Eagles have the better – they have the advantage on both sides of the lines of scrimmage, probably more on offense than on defense, but they have the advantage on both sides of the lines of scrimmage. And I think that's going to be the edge. That said, Patrick Mahomes, this is an expert analysis here, he's the best quarterback in the league. He might be the best mm-hmm. player in the league. And if he has the ball with a minute 48 to go – like uh, Tom Brady had a few years ago, you can't count on a strip sack, right? So uh, uh, this might be one of those situations where the last team that has possession wins. But I, I just think the Eagles are the so, – so the Eagles are the better team roster-wise and in about 18 of 22 roster spots. The only thing is the Chiefs have three, three players who are the best in the league at their positions, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Chris Jones. Yeah. Yeah, well said. And, you know, and there's, there's, they just have that element, you know, with, with Mahomes, it's never over. Number one, the yeah. play's never over on top of that. And yeah, frankly, there's a little bit of an unknown, Zach, you know, they faced good quarterbacks and guys who maybe were great at one, you know, Aaron Rodgers or whatever, but we haven't seen this, you know, we haven't seen yeah. this in, in a matchup with the Eagles this year where they're taking on this kind of guy. Do you have any kind of sense for where he's at with the ankle and where Jalen's at with the shoulder? Uh, so I, 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 I can speak to the Jalen element of it, um, and I wouldn't be worried about the shoulder. I, I know there were some people concerned about the way he passed the ball in the playoffs. I think if you really look at the first drive of both games, he was passing the ball fine. Uh, you know, they, there are passes he can do better, but at, at, at this point, he's, he's almost two months past the injury. Right. I, I, I think he'll, he'll, he'll be okay. That, that doesn't mean he's not playing through pain, but I, I think he'll, he'll be okay. As for Mahomes, I can only go based on what I'm hearing there, and that's not to worry, you know, that, that there's no limitations on him. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm not as, you know, close to what's going on with the Chiefs. Right. All right, so as you sit here today, tell me who do you think wins this one and why? I think the Eagles win because I, I, I think the Eagles are the better team. I think they're better on the lines of scrimmage. Uh, I, and I've just seen time and time again them answer the bell. But uh, – and it's a it's a it's a big butt. Patrick Mahomes is that good. He mm-hmm. it, like so. I I don't. I'll put it this way. I understand this fan base can sometimes get on 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 Jonathan Gannon and, and, and whatnot. Um, I I don't. If if the Eagles lose this game because Patrick Mahomes has a big game, Patrick Mahomes beat them. The Eagles didn't. You know, the Eagles. Patrick Mahomes. This is what Patrick Mahomes does. He's 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 that good. But I I think the Eagles win this game. Yeah, I think it's close. I don't think it's blowout. I, I mean, the one and a half point, they're they're one and a half point favorite. That that's that's a good number. I even think the fifty one and then, uh, the fifty one point over under is a mm-hmm. good number. I think it's right around there. But I I think the Eagles win this game. Although I would I would be worried if I were an Eagles fan and Patrick Mahomes had the ball in the final minute in his hands. Mm. All right, last one second. We appreciate you sneaking us in here. I know Absolutely. you got to get moving. No, no, no. Thrilled to be on with you guys. Most cool experience you've had since you've been there. Kind of one of those like, whoa, this is this is kind of different. Yeah. This is neat. Whether it was a guy you were somebody you were interviewing or just something you saw. W- w- give me something outside of the realm of like X and O that you were kind of like, wow, I got to. This is pretty cool. Um, honestly, you know, I I, I don't want to act act big time. I, that I've I've been here to work. I haven't really thought that way, but but mm-hmm. but I. I'll say is is that you know I've I've, I've covered Super Bowls where I'm uh, like just covering it generally. It's not the team I cover, mm-hmm. and I've and I've covered Super Bowls now where the team I cover is in it, mm-hmm. and it's 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 a totally different experience when 
you know everyone, you know the players, you know the assistant coaches, you know the storylines. Um, so, so I, I, I would say that. But honestly, I'm, 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 I'm a big football nerd. Like, uh, you know, they had the halftime perform. You know, they had they had Rihanna and they had Chris Stapleton, and that that doesn't do it for me. But uh, you know, I, I will say, I will say this. this so I'm I'm in Phoenix. And the Suns acquire Kevin Durant. And I'm thinking, man, I, I wish the Suns were playing. I want to see Kevin Durant. And it, it reminded me of actually uh, back in 2017, the, the Eagles were in uh, California when, you know, for practice, they were practicing there when the yeah. Angels signed Shohei Otani. Uh, so oh, wherever man. the Eagles seem to be, that's where a big transaction occurs. <laughs> All right, Zach. Nice. Listen, man, we, we let you get back to, to, to the grind, man. But we appreciate you hopping on. Check out Zach's work. Uh, of course, uh, on the athletic and yep. at, at Z Berm on Twitter, you can check out and he has links to all of his stories as well. Zach, thanks, man. Thank Appreciate you, bro. A couple minutes. Absolutely. Thank you. All, all right. right. Take care. That is Zach Berman. He, Gunner, no lies told right there. That dude grinds. He is yeah. a hard working cat and cares about the product. I, I'll never forget one of my favorite stories about Zach is when he told me years ago, D Gun, if I could sleep at the Novacare complex, I, I would. I believe that was before he got married and had kids. I think the mindset has changed a little bit now. But in all the years of covering football, I had never heard a reporter say that if I could, I would sleep here. You know? I, and I believe him. I, I believe him. I, I, I 100% believe him. You know, yeah, And that's so why much. when you read his stuff, it is as detailed and insightful as anybody you're going to read because he puts that much effort and passion into everything he does. Yeah, well said. Well said. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's hit a couple NFL items here, Gunner. Uh, you know, around the league kind of stuff. So, uh, Matt Burke has been hired as the Texans defensive coordinator. I believe he was here on the Eagles staff for a little bit, but um, he goes there. He was in Arizona as the defensive line coach. So he joins D'Amico Ryans in Texas, yep. uh, does Matt Burke. Um, Brett Favre is suing. Wait, wait, wait. Since you're on Houston, I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off. Did you see Cliff Kingsbury is in Houston even as we speak talking to the Texans? Yeah, undefined role. Yeah, yeah, we don't know if it's going to be a consultant or what. Yeah. Who, who knows? Maybe it's offensive guru for that team. Yeah. Who knows? With the, with the future college quarterback coming in there. Who knows? He could be he could be the quarterback sensei. He you know, like again, he, he's not a head coach, but he could be the right fit for a young quarterback coming through that system now with a whole new mindset, whole new coaching staff. Yeah, well said. Uh, that yeah, a lot of people thought he would take some time off because he was still owed some money, uh, you know, yeah. just kind of go yeah. kick it and chill, but uh, you know, it, it, these guys are grinders, man, you know, and he's a Texas guy. So it wouldn't yes. surprise me if that ends up happening you know, even a little bit. Um, all right. So uh, Brett Favre is suing Shannon Sharp and Pat McAfee basically for defamation in regards to the, the Mississippi welfare scandal that he's embroiled in, in. Uh, he's going after people saying that, you know, that what they said was def, you know, defaming his character. Uh, the way this is being portrayed is not true. And I'll tell you the folks of Mississippi fired right back. You know, basically, we stand by everything that we've reported. This is through years and years of, you know, fact checking, et cetera. So they're not they're not stepping away from this thing. So we'll see what ends up happening here. Well, whoever Brett Favre's lawyer is, um, 
you know, when you're in a high profile case like this, you want the best lawyer you can get, even though you know it's going to cost you a pretty penny. Mm -hmm. So obviously the lawyer has done his due diligence as well and fears and feels there's a lot of uh, misconceptions out there about Brett's involvement in, in all of this. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you have to understand if you if you take a case like this and more stuff is revealed about it and you, you're in a corner you can't get out of, that's even more egg on your face and it's going to cost you a lot more. So now I'm curious to see exactly what happens behind this in terms of, number one, why did Brett wait so long to fire back at people who have accused him? And number two, what exactly do they have in their arsenal on their side to counter what has been publicly put out there uh, for the last seven, eight months? I know. Uh, well, look, he hasn't made a lot of friends of late anyway, so I just no. got a couple more to the no. list. You know, that's for sure uh, when it comes to Favre. Speaking of, uh, I don't know what to make of any of this, Derek. I'll just tell you that before we get into it. The Michael Irvin situation, you know, he, he you know, he reportedly talked to a woman for, he claims for like a minute, never even had any physical contact with her. Went back to his room, but then at one in one breath is saying you know, I had a couple of drinks, so I don't remember exactly. And but now he's going after people. Like I don't know what's happening here. Um, it's getting real interesting because uh, a story on Twitter said, today said the woman in question was a hotel worker. Number one, right. number two, you see a picture of Irving standing there with three guys who said they were there when he when the exchange went down, and that they were trying to garner witnesses, and a hotel wouldn't help them, and a hotel wouldn't listen to their side of the story. So, or here's Irvin. He's firing back real, real quick. He thinks he has enough support in terms of people um, um, seeing it his way to yeah, go after a $100 these. million dollar lawsuit yep. against the, the accuser and Renaissance uh, hotel. Yeah. Yep. Which is owned by Marriott. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and if he's got three witnesses, it's going to be interesting. The hotel is not saying anything. Matter of fact, the hotel, from what Irvin is saying, is blew this whole story up. And Michael Irvin's contention is this could ruin his career. It's already cost him appearances, uh, not only with the NFL Network and ESPN, but also cost him money appearances that he has secured at the Super Bowl this week. Yeah, so, he's, he's saying they concoct, concocted the, a plan to turn him into the next victim of cancel yep, culture. They're his yep. work. This is what he's claiming. I'm, yeah. still, I'm still trying to get used to that term, cancel culture. You know, yeah. You know, it's the world we live in now, but Sounds like he feels he has a, a sound case, you know, in, in all of this. Now, According see, to the TMZ story, Derek, the, the yeah. lawsuit witnesses say uh, that backed Irvin's claims that he had a casual conversation, ex exchanged pleasantries, shook the hand and moved on. That, again, yep. this is just what his side's saying. I don't know. But I'm trying to figure out why would you single out a Michael Irvin? I can understand you're trying to take down a, a player, a current player. But why would you single out a Michael Irvin, you know? He doesn't know. live in a Scottsdale. He doesn't live in a Phoenix area. He has nothing to do with them, basically. Yeah. Why would you try to cancel him from making appearances on a network that's owned by the league? Now it's going to be interesting to see also if he wins this, if they throw this thing out, which which means the charges were trumped up. How does the NFL network apologize for taking him off of their network without giving a, a thorough due diligence behind this? What kind of relationship will he have moving forward? Because – you know, yeah. Warren Sapp did some stuff, and Warren Sapp cost Warren Sapp a TV career. Yep. So, yeah, good question. I don't know. I don't know where where this goes. It seems somebody's lying. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get to the bottom of it and find out. Uh, that's for sure. Speaking of that, let's just to stay on this for a second here. Um, a little more. Not that that isn't serious, but you know that we we've seen this this type of thing 
over the years. And it's just sad. I, I was watching some of the, the guys who were going into the hall of fame last night, just either limp onto the stage or, or some aren't even there. Some of the older guys yeah, to, to represent, yeah. but the, the a lot of former players are, have brought a suit against the league uh, for medical benefits and, and costs and treatment. And, and some of the, um, you know, there's, there's just varying uh, studies that have found that the NFL found where the, you know, these guys are fine, everything's good and, you know, et cetera. So I don't blame the league or, or these players are going after the league at all. Well, you hear some of the, the really heartbreaking stories. You hear Willis McGay, he talk about how he's had 12 surgeries and many days he's, he needs help to get out of bed. Even he's only 41 years old. You hear a guy like Eric Smith, who played seven years with the jets uh, says he struggles to play with his, his young sons. And he says there's times when he blacks out and when he comes to again, um, his, he, he's bloody and there's holes in his wall and he, and he sees his wife and his kids crying. And he doesn't remember what he did. You know, obviously he went through a volatile spell, doesn't what he did to, to shake up his family like that. And then he added, you know, if I did something to physically hurt my wife and my kids, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And when you hear that, that means, what do, you, what do you talk What do you mean you're out? I mean, you know, that's, that's, uh, yeah, you can take that a lot of different ways for sure. But it, it, it goes on even further because the lawsuit claims uh, doctors who examine players for the league's disability plan, supposedly, according to the lawyers, have financial interest in denying the claims. Uh, one neuropsychologist who was paid more than $800,000 examined 29 players. Now, this is according to the lawyers, examined 29 players, none of which were found to be disabled. And I find it hard to believe Oof, when yeah. you play a game where head trauma is the norm. It's not the exception to the rule. It's the norm. Your body was not physically made to endure these kind of head-on crash collisions for 60 minutes of a game over seven, eight, nine years in the prime of your career. Mm-hmm. I, I would say to a certain degree, every player has some kind of head trauma that they have to deal with. Many yep. get through life without any severity behind it, but there are many more who come up, you know, I, I can't I can't say it enough. You look at Earl Campbell, one of the greatest running backs in the history of the game. This man can't walk without a cane. He can't go outside without sunglasses on. You look at a Jim McMahon. We saw Jim McMahon the other day rolling by, um, you know, uh, in a wheelchair. Right. Okay. You know, and there's a lot of those stories, you know, and Barrett Brooks has told a lot of the stories uh, that he knows of, you know, and I know at one point when, when the – when it was, and this was maybe 10 years ago when it was announced that the league um, would medically check any player that they felt had CTE. Uh, there was a story going around that supposed that former players were saying, uh, the, the rumor was former players had deals in place with doctors that if the doctors uh, said that they had CTE that, and if the former player got a big reward, the doctors would get a percentage of it. That story mm-hmm. was out there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if you're interviewing 29 players and you're saying all 29 are are not disabled, that's a red flag for me. Yeah, all of them. That's, yeah, that, you, that, you might find some, yeah. a few. Yes. yes. Yeah. 100%. And, they, and it was another part of the story that said of the thousands of players that have been medically checked, the percentage is like uh, shockingly small in terms of players identified that were disabled. Mm-hmm. You're telling me all these guys who played 5, 10, 15 years still have some kind of medical disability, whether it's a knee, a shoulder, neck, spine, vertebrae, something? Yeah. Are you kidding me? You know, so um, now now the NFL is under the microscope once again for this, and rightfully so. 
Yeah. I know it is. It is crazy. All right. So uh, we're going to come back, Derek, and we are going to give our storylines. We're going to give some things that we think are going to develop throughout the course of the game predictions for the game. We'll sneak in some birthdays and some movies as well, like we always do, but we will give our predictions when we come back as we are inching closer to Super Bowl 57. Don't go anywhere. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis hanging out with you on this Friday. We are Sports Take. Right back. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missinelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Why do millions of people every year from around the world visit Philly's Rocky statue? You want to tell me the sky is burgundy with green stripes and yellow polka dots? I'll meet you on that. But you're never going to convince me Rocky is anything other than the pure greatness that it is. Never going to happen. Join me, Paul Farber, for WHYY's The Statue. We're going on a journey to explore the biography of the Rocky statue. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Final segment of the show before the big game. Yes. Uh, hey, by the way, I will tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to this. It's going to be a lot of fun, Derek. Uh, from 11. We're starting at 11 o'clock uh, yep. tomorrow. Our road to Glendale. Uh, I'll be doing a show with uh, Mark Barzetta uh, from the local 98 uh, electricians uh, shop. Uh, so, Paul, looking forward to that tomorrow, man. Uh, so we'll be 
you can check us out tomorrow. Uh, get a little Saturday fix for everybody uh, at 11. So we're looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. And, and, we got and great also, uh, check, yeah. check out the latest gun on one with Sal Palantonio. Uh, great insight on this Super Bowl matchup. Um, you know, uh, Sal tells it like it is. I love I love the numbers he comes up with. Obviously, he has ESPN at his disposal, a department that does a lot of these stats and stuff. But Sal has great insight. So if you haven't listened to it, check it out on the Jacob Sports Media YouTube machine or wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Podic, uh, Spotify, so on and so forth. So. Yeah, JacobSports.com as well. So there's a lot yep. of different ways that you can you can get to it. All right, so um, storylines, Derek. Let, let, let's kind of dig into how we think this is going to play out. How we see the game going? What could be some trends in the game? What do you what do you need to avoid? What can you exploit? Uh, I, I'll give you the table for you know, first here. If you want to, um, you want to take either side of the ball. Something you want to see from Sirianni. Something to watch for Andy. You know, wherever. Take it anywhere you want to take it. What you we think we may see Sunday? Uh, the first one uh, uh, I think we'll see is the Eagles are going to have to come after Mahomes. You have to make Mahomes as uncomfortable as possible. You make you have to make him move on that ankle as much as possible. I know they're saying he's close to 100%, but when you have a high ankle sprain like that, that thing does not heal in a couple of weeks completely. Hmm. And no matter – I'm sure, you know, Rick Bur- Burkholder is a good friend of mine. He's the best of the best in terms of athletic trainers in the NFL. If anybody can get – Mahomes ready for a game like this is Rick Burkholder, but there is going to be some soreness in there. And the more he moves on it, the more he may end up favoring that thing, the more susceptible uh, he may become and the more stationary he may become because he's starting to feel a little bit more pain than he wants to in that thing. They have to get after him, but they have to be disciplined in terms of how they rush him. We've talked about that all season. You can't just rush the same way you've always rushed quarterbacks all season long. You have to rush to a point and then keep him in a corral and don't let him slip up and under outside. If he gets outside of the pocket, that's where he's the most dangerous and that's where defense is in the most trouble because Kansas City's receivers are some of the best in the game in terms of the scramble drill. Somebody will get open. Yeah. Uh, so I think that is, that, that's one of many huge keys when you look at this matchup. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, you got to get him to the ground. I've been saying it all week. It can't just be flushed out because he's going to kill you flushing out. It's yes. got to be get him down on the ground. And look, the Eagles have done it better than anybody this season. Yep. And this is what we keep coming back to, Derek. It's like the Eagles do this really well, but it's Mahomes. Like, yep. where does that somewhere in there that, you know, there the, either has to be a collision course or it's going to just, you know, implode, right? That's going to be the, uh, the big thing. All right. I'll, I will give you mine. Okay. Run, run, run. Yep. Run the ball. Stay committed to running the ball. Even if you're not popping it for big, you know, gainers early, stay with it because it does a lot of different things. Number one, it keeps Mahomes off the field. Okay. The the, the less he is, you know, between the, the white lines, the better. Let him just sit there, sit there, sit there. Do what other teams want to do against the Eagles. Okay. Give them their own medicine. Keep him off of the field. Number one, that's what it does. Number two, it wears down the Chiefs' defense. Number three, it opens up play action. It opens up RPOs. Any kind of action that you want to run, it opens up if you're being successful. Now, the great thing is that can mean Miles Sanders. That can mean Kenny Gainwell. That can mean Boston Scott. And that can mean Jalen Hurts. Any of these guys. you got to stay committed to it. The Eagles, whenever – think about it during the season, Derek. When they really needed a game, what did they do for the most part? Both playoff games, they rushed mm-hmm. 44 times in each game. Uh, when they had the ice games in, in Arizona, where they're playing yep. Sunday. Yep. Uh, when you needed a, a big drive against the Texans, when you needed a big drive against the Colts, most of those times 
that was on the run, on the ground is how they got there and how they took care of their business. They are a phenomenal running team. Don't lose sight of that. Don't get caught up in, in some kind of like back and forth with Andy where it becomes this, you know, this shootout. You don't want that kind of situation because that's mm-hmm. what the Chiefs want. The Chiefs want to get you into this back and forth, up and down the field, mm-hmm. almost like Super Bowl 52 was. Now the Eagles won that game, but we know it could have gone the other way had they not gotten that huge turnover. Run the ball, man. It's old school, but I don't care. Run it. Another one for me is find a way to neutralize Travis Kelsey. I don't know if you can. You know, 11 out of his 17 games, he was held to under 100 yards receiving, yet he had over 1,300 receiving yards and 12 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You can you can neutralize him to a certain degree. Minimize his big play opportunities. I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't think as good of a slot corner as, as Avante Maddox is, you can't put Avante Maddox on him. Avante Maddox is 5'9". This dude's six five. You you you've got to find a way to blanket him. You got maybe bring CJ. Maybe you're gonna to have to bring one of the corners down. Maybe you're gonna to have to play with an additional corner in in the game. You have to find a get, way to neutralize um, Travis Kelsey. No yeah. question about it, because he is Mahomes' go to guy. He is he is that big guy. When that, when Mahomes starts scrambling, who's the first guy he's looking for? Mahomes. Travis Kelsey. Every There's time. no question about it. Yeah, and their well, ability, I, yeah, to pick up yardage in in dire straight situations has been impeccable with that man, number 15 under center. Don't let Travis Kelsey kill you in this game. He's going to get his, no matter no matter what you try to do, he's going to get his, but you can minimize his his uh, produ- productivity in this game. You're so on. I, I mean, they're going to get theirs. They're going to get theirs. Uh, you know, Mahomes and Kelsey are going to get theirs, but you can't yeah. let them destroy you. You know, um, and you, you have to be able also to take away – the Juju Smiths and the Valtez Scantlings, you know, they're guys that the Eagles corner should be able to handle. You, they, you can't let them, you know, beat you big. The other thing that's going right. to be interesting, Derek, I'm going to go to the, uh, the Eagles offense again. The chiefs really love man press coverage. They like to yep. get up in your grill on the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Brown and Devonte Smith thrive on that. They, especially AJ Brown, but they both do. And the Eagles numbers, their percentage of uh, pass completions, balls down the field, et cetera, this year, they've had no greater success than when teams play that kind of defense. Now, Mm -hmm. maybe Spags changes things up a little bit. We know he's, he's a a very bright defensive coordinator. He counters things and all that. But if they stay true to who they are, because you can only change up things so much, the, the receivers should have big games here. And it's going to be up to the offensive line, which is, I think, the best in football, to give Jalen enough time. But if that's the case, there there should be damage done downfield. I agree. I think A.J. Brown needs to play bully ball in this game. Use your size. Use your overall wherewithal to take advantage of these, these Kansas City corners. Uh, First-year players, as we've said throughout this show, they're no longer rookies at this stage of the season. They have played much better in late December through the playoffs uh, as they can continue to grow at this level. Spagnola has relied heavily on these young players in the back end, but you still can be, you can exploit them. You still have a chance to exploit them. A.J. Brown needs to go out there. He's bigger than them, stronger than them. Go out there and, and assert yourself. Jalen has to find A.J. Brown, especially in the 50-50 ball situations. Put, put it up. He's going to win the 50-50 ball situations, but more importantly, nine times out of ten, he's going to get that pass interference call. 
Mm-hmm. Because guys are going to try to go up the ladder with him, and they physically can't outmuscle him, and it's going to entail a pass interference somewhere. So yeah. you you've got to you've got to get the ball to. I mean, you, you want Devontae to get his also, but I think it starts with getting AJ Brown the ball and putting fear in the back end of that Kansas City defense. Do you do you worry at all about nerves? With you know just just in-game sort of early, maybe early in-game jitter, uncharacteristic kind of stuff, whether it's Jalen or whether it's Nick Sirianni, who who is new to this thing? No, I think adrenaline more so than anything else causing you to do some things out of the norm. I think you get, you, once you settle in, it's just football, but I think initially through that first couple of series, um, it could be an adrenaline rush. You look at how many of these guys have never played on this stage before. As talented as they are, they haven't played on this stage before. And all of a sudden, you know, you, you're supposed to be the best team in the NFL and you're going to come out and you're going to search yourself right away. You might take an extra hit somewhere. You might get a little bit more physical than you should. We don't know how close or loose the referees are going to call this game. Are they going to let them play or are they going to call every ticky-tack foul known to mankind in this particular game, which alters how players play the game? You know, so that's going to be huge as well. We'll know early on how the refs are going to call this game. You yeah, know? you're, and, and it's Carl Sheffers who's a guy who will throw flags. Absolutely, you know, he, he, he's the crew chief. So we'll, you know, we'll see how that ends up uh, playing out. You know, the, the other thing is, I just I thought it was an interesting answer. Nick Sirianni, they they asked him, um, "How are you going to feel when you're standing there and the anthem starts and, and the moment hits you that you know you're playing in the Super Bowl?" And yeah. he said, "Look, I try to guard." against you know being too much of a prisoner of the moment he, he said but if i'm being honest yeah I'm, i gotta think about it i mean you know i'm a human being this is what we strive for to play in this mm-hmm. game I, i'm gonna soak it in for a second but try not to let it seep into when it comes to, to game time and i think that's going to be the challenge of the guys who haven't been there that's also where kelsey and fletcher and, and bg and those guys can really yep. help these other guys saying look yeah it's crazy like we got through the hardest part earlier in the week. It's it's getting you know the the runway is getting more narrow. We're almost at game time. I, I think that's where the vets can really come in and help these dudes. Even the coaches can, mm-hmm. can be helped by the veteran players. Oh, there's no question about it. <clears throat> the veteran leadership on this team has been tremendous <clears throat> all season long for this Eagles team, even more so. And you have just enough guys on both sides of the football who've been here before who can lend a helping hand in situations like this, whether it's calming down Jalen Hurts, calming down a young receiver like a Devontae Smith. Defensive side, you got plenty of veterans, you know, from Fletcher, even Hargrave, um, um, who, who played in games like this. You know, guys like Darius Slay, they've never been on a stage like this before. And even though he's a seasoned vet, he could be susceptible also to, to playing, stepping outside of the box uh, and getting caught up in the moment just a little bit. So you've got the right, You've got the right core group of people in, in terms of the Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, guys like that, um, to get in people's ear and to constantly remind them, okay, this is what's going to happen. Place is going to go nuts. National anthem, you know, um, so on and so forth. Crowd's going to be crazy. You got to block all. You got to block all that out. Here's how you do it. Here's how yeah. you control that. We understand nerves are involved. We understand that adrenaline is going to be pumping at a level like you're not accustomed to. Here's how you rein that in and stay focused on what we're supposed to do. Don't let yourself step out of character and make and take an unnecessary penalty. Uh, get out of get out of position in a certain scheme. Um, you know, so the blueprint is there for them. They, they've talked about this for a couple of weeks. 
Um, but then again, you know, once the lights shine, all of a sudden, you know, no matter, it's like your kid. You can tell your kid 20 times, don't do something. They're going to do it anyway. You ask, why'd you do that? I don't know. <laughs> you, you know but athletes are the same way. What in the world made you do that? I don't know what I was thinking at the time. It happens. Yeah. I hear you. Hey, I, I meant to get to this earlier, and we, we had just had a lot of other stuff going on. We'll, we'll get back to the game in a minute. But, I, 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 again, I thought it was really cool what the NFL did last night with DeMar Hamlin. He was on hand in oh. Arizona. And, you know, just such a nice touch to have the staff, the medical staff from both teams, Cincinnati and Buffalo, and all all the medical staff that helped him at the University of Cincinnati. I, I That was just really cool. And you could tell – after he, he gave a speech, which was really nice, afterwards, it was like really emotional. They all kind of huddled around him, man. Yeah. It was it was pretty awesome. And, and uh, I saw a lot of reporters on Twitter saying that were there. Not many dry eyes in the place. That, that's an incredible story. It's a story we don't hear much about football. We, we hear about – and even when it comes to stories that, that, that are borderline paralysis-type stories – yeah. But we don't hear stories about a guy having to be resuscitated twice before they got him to the hospital, you know. And the, the, the comeback story of something like that, it just touches every emotion, emotional fiber in your body. Yeah, It and just does. Whether you're a fan of that team or that person or not, man, it does. Well, there was also a part of me last night that as he was giving the speech, I'm like, wow, this dude is really at the Super Bowl giving a speech, like resuscitated twice. I mean, this guy was gone. On oxygen. It, it, it's incredible. On oxygen. And think about how, how quickly he walked out of that hospital after that. Less than a week after that, he was out of the hospital. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, the storyline, you know it's going to be a movie. Somewhere down the road, you know a movie's coming. Yeah. I, I mean, really, I don't know, man. I, and I hope, I just hope the guy has a happy life. But I, I, I wonder if he's going to try and play football, man. I, oof. There's there's some part of me I believe because he's such a young. If it was an older player, yeah. I think an older player would say I'm walking away from the game. Uh, I'm more concerned about my quality of life. You know, I have a wife, I have kids, but I think because he's a young player, and he will be thoroughly checked out. The best thing about it is he's under the NFL medical plan, so he'll have the best doctors, the best cha- trainers, to daily monitor his situation. If everybody is in unison and deems him healthy enough to get out there on the field again, I believe he'll try to play again. You know, this is the once in a lifetime dream to play in the National Football League. It almost took your life. And it's, luckily, he's got a long way between now and next next season to train, to be under medical care, to be studied, to be monitored, hooked up to all kinds of devices to check his heart, you know, they're going to take stress, numerous stress tests, so on and so forth. If he's deemed medically fit to play, I believe he's going to get out there because it was a fluke accident. How many players, how many players trying to make tackles have we seen take direct shots to the chest and bounce up and continue playing? It's not only the chest. It has to be like the exact precise heartbeat. uh, Like. It, it had to be a, almost a perfect storm, if you will, of bad to happen to to allow that. I think we may what we may see is more. I know the shoulder pads have you know some protection, but more of a required padding on the front end of things. Maybe maybe that's something that comes out of this. I believe there's a company in New Jersey that already makes this pad that you put on the front of your chest. College teams have used it, but I don't think pro teams. I guarantee you the NFL is going to closely look at this and have discussions with that company 
and do tests on what exactly does it do to help keep our players healthier so that we don't have to endure this again. Some kind of pad that's a shock absorber. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw the story shortly after um, uh, the Hamlet situation went down, and I thought it was fascinating. Couldn't believe that it was not more of a national story even before that because anytime the NFL comes out with a new piece of gear, whether it's a rib protector, whether it's modifying the helmet to absorb concussions better, it's always a big story. This is, that's, That has never been a big story until this incident happened. Yeah. I, I mean, I other than in the, the – the poor guy who passed away in like 1971. I mean, we mm. haven't seen this. Thank no. God. We no. haven't seen it, no. you know, 50 years later. And, and it's a sport where we've seen players end up paralyzed like a, 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 a Daryl Stingley. Yeah. Uh, look at how Adam Talaferro came back. They thought he would be paralyzed for life. Yeah. Now he does walk with a limp, but he went on and got his law degree. Now he's a lawyer in New Jersey. Um, you know, so we've seen a number of paralysis stories, guys who are temporarily paralyzed on the field, uh, broken necks, vertebrae, dislocated, things of that nature, but not to this degree. Hopefully we never have to see this again. Yeah. Well, we keep our fingers crossed, man, because it was a beyond scary sight, man. That's for sure. Um, okay. So a couple things, Let, let's get it back to the game here and look at what may end up happening in this game. Um, uh, Give me your sense here before we get to the birthdays. Ultimately, do you think the Eagles win this game, Derek? Yep. Um, And I've been consistent with that. Um, Like I said, Mahomes is that equalizer on the other team, but the Eagles have such a deep, complete team. They are healthy, which is unheard of at this stage of a season. Uh, Even though there's a lot of inexperience, you think, you know, the Kansas City team, for the most part, they were just there a couple of years ago. So they have a lot more guys who have played in the Super Bowl more so than the Eagles do. But the Eagles are a much more talented team on both sides of the football. If the Eagles play their game, I don't see Kansas City beating them. So I'm going to pick the Eagles to win this game like 30 to 27. Okay. All right. Um, I think it's equally tight. I think this comes down to the wire. I think it may have to be a stop that's made or like a turnover or something like that, or the Eagles end up scoring. It could be a field goal, it could be a touchdown, but I think it's real tight. Uh, I think the Eagles win it. I think it's very similar. I think it may be a two-point win. I think we may be looking at like some weird 30-28 kind. That's a Barrett's kind of score, but it's a weird score which I think may end up happening, man. Last second field goal. Something strange. Something Um, strange, yeah. Or a deflection that ends yeah. the game, a deflection interception that ends against something crazy. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. hit some birthdays, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll swing it back to final thoughts here. But all right, uh, let's hit a couple here. Chloe Grace Moretz, uh, the actress, yep. is twenty six. Emma Roberts, the actress, is thirty two. Elizabeth Roberts, Banks, who was in the movie yep. Invincible, is forty nine. Uh, Laura Dern. The actress is fifty six years One old. One of my favorites, uh, Jurassic Park. She's great in that. She's good in everything yeah. she's in. Yeah. Uh, no question about it. Roberta Flack, the singer, she's 84 today. Uh, yep. George Stephanopoulos, the you know uh, now formerly worked in the White House under Bill Clinton. Now, uh, Good Morning America, he's 61 years old. Uh, Robert Wagner of Heart to Heart from way back in the day. Yep, is uh, geez, what is he? He is 80, 84. Wait, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. No, 90, 93, 93. 93 yep, today. Uh, Jimmy Durante was born on this day in 1893. Vince Gilligan, who was the creator and writer and director of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, he's 56 today. Mark Spitz, who was one of the, I mean, up until, 
Jeez, man. I mean, he was considered for what forty years the greatest swimmer that's ever lived, and then Michael Absolutely. Phelps probably surpassed him. Uh, his birthday is today. He is seven, seven gold medals at the seventy-two Olympics Ooh. in Munich. Insane. Yep. Insane. Um, what else you got? You got any other birthdays uh, for us? Oh, you're quitting already? No, go ahead. Tell me what you got. Oh my goodness. Uh, do you have any more? Or are you done? No, no, go. Yeah. Oh, all right. You got Jim Cramer. From from oh. uh, Winmore, PA, sixty eight. Yeah, yeah. Robert Iger, who's the executive chief office officer of Walt Disney Company, he's seventy two. Big time guy. Okay. Greg Norman, who's won eighty nine tournaments, including two majors, is sixty eight. Okay. Uh, Josh Jackson, the uh, fourth overall pick of the Phoenix Suns in two thousand seventeen, is twenty six. Right. John Calipari, who's from Moon Township, right outside of Pittsburgh, sixty four today. Okay. C.J. Anderson, uh, man, he retired early, man. He's 32. He's now the mm-hmm. running back coach at Rice University. Oh, is that what he's doing? All right. Uh, one of your favorites, uh, uh, Mia Khalifa. <laughs> I saw that. I kept moving. <laughs> she is uh, an adult actress, I'm told. Oh, man. Uh, Cliff Burton, a guitarist from Metallica, uh, died way too young. Yeah. Um, you have Lon Chaney Jr., Oh, Lon wow. Chaney Jr., man, I grew up on Lon Chaney. Dude, he played every horror role. You could... He was Wolfman. He was Dracula. He was Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. He's, he's 67. Okay. Uh, Justin Gatlin, a gold medal winner in uh, the Olympics in the uh, 100 meters, is 41. Yeah. Paul Millsap, NBA player, 38. Yep. Had a good career. Bobby Portis the of the Bucks, Yeah. 28. Okay. Uh, Tonga Fifa, who is – uh, used to be Haku in the WWF. Okay. Remember Haku, 64. Yep. Ty Law from Pittsburgh is 49. Uh-huh. Chris Adams, the wrestler, uh, unfortunately passed at the age of 46 in 2001. Yeah. Uh, man, I, you, I got a laundry list here, Rob. I'm good. I'm good today. Yeah. All Lenny, right. Good work. Your guy, Lenny Dykstra, 60 years old today. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sterling Shepard of the Giants is 29. Daryl Johnston, the Moose. Oh, 57. No kidding. And uh, tra- Travis D'Arno, D'Arno, uh, D'Arno, yeah, yep, yep. He's 33. Okay, all right, that's a, that's a good list. Got them all, good work. got them all good in work. there. All right, a couple movies here. Uh, Billy Madison, uh, Adam yep. Sandler, uh, 1995 came out this day. John yep. Wick, the second one, chapter oh, two. Oh, yeah, 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 killer. Uh, 2017, 50 Shades Darker, 2017, yep. also. Yep. Uh, what else? We got any other? I didn't see a whole uh, lot. That Journey Two came out in 2012. Uh, the Lego Batman movie came out in 2017. Right. Final Destination Three, which I, I can I can't watch. I those did not movies. see that. It's one. ridiculous. Yeah. That came out in 2006. And Safe House, it's a good okay. movie, came out in 2012. All right. So uh, you will be what? You'll be heading down. I know you have pre and post game duties. <sighs> For Jacob Sports, so you'll be heading down to Atlantic City. When? How early in the day do you go down on Super Bowl Sunday? Let's see. Uh, Xander, help me out here. Let's see. The game's at six thirty. I'm assuming our pregame show starts at about four four thirty. So I will be heading to Atlantic City uh, Sunday morning. Okay. Uh, to get ready for a pre pregame show, uh, hour and a half pregame show, and then of course right after the game we have two hours of postgame coverage, and uh, Lane Johnson should be joining us on the postgame show as well. Now. I will say this. 
when the Eagles wrapped up the NFC Championship game, we're waiting and waiting and waiting for Lane. Lane never showed up on the post-game show, so I'm texting. I said, dude, where are you? So he texts me, oh, dude, I was so wrapped up on the field. He was out on the field for like a half hour, 45 minutes after the games. I can't blame him. So if he if they win the Super Bowl, I'm anticipating Lane joining us. But if he doesn't join us, I won't be surprised because he'll yeah. be out there reveling in the glory of his second Super Bowl in five years. You know what we need to do? I mean, even – look, it would be great if we – you had him on both, but if you got him on the post game show, but also if the Eagles win and there's yeah. a parade, get a little lane live from the parade. How cool would that be? Either lane or maybe we can get uh, Brandon Graham to join us live from the parade. Ooh, also. Yes. BG. Yeah, maybe we can get that as well. Kelsey. Okay. Yeah. All right. That would be cool. Um, yeah. So I'll be, uh, I'll be at it tomorrow uh, with Mark Barzetta. Uh, again, you can catch us right around 11 o'clock on, on Jacob sports. We'll be doing our thing. You get, get continuing the road to Glendale. We'll be rocking that out. And then I'll be doing the post game uh, and the fifth quarter for WIP. So I'm looking forward to it. I usually roll out of my house, uh, you know, like five minutes left in the second quarter. Okay. I, I I'm just thinking for this one, I may just have to be in place for the start of the game. It might, I don't might make life you. a little bit easier. Yeah. yeah. I can't, I, I don't so want to like miss anything. Yeah. I don't want to miss anything. I, and I listen to it when I'm driving, but I don't want, I, I think, I think I, I may take a little bit of a different road on, on Super Bowl Sunday. Probably now remember day. you have today and you have tomorrow. Yes. In, in, inundate yourself with a lot of different things to do. So you're not all jacked up all, all weekend yeah. to the point where you're emotionally drained by Sunday. Yes, okay. I am. I promise I will stay busy. That you want that. In, you want that enthusiasm to build as it gets closer to the game, not decline yeah. as it gets closer to the game. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Well, listen, everybody uh, enjoy the game. Enjoy it. You know, soak it in the la- next couple days. And then enjoy the game on Sunday. And we'll be back here uh, tomorrow. Or actually, I'll be back tomorrow. But we'll be back uh, together. Hey, before you go, by the way, Monday. Jim G yeah. wants to know. How many how, where is it, where do you say, how many hours, Rob, until the game? Oh, okay. So we are uh, we are 48 and 3. So we're at 51 hours right now, I think. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, 48 and 3. About 50, 51 hours right now. In, in a half, at there's, and a half hours. there's no way you can't tell me you have a running clock somewhere near you to, to come up. With I really don't. I just, well, here's what I know. I ain't, we're, I ain't we're, buying it. Fake, fake news, fake we're, news. We're two at, we're two days. Uh, we're two days out, which would be, if you just go by kickoff, that's 48 hours. Right. And then you just add backwards to whatever time it is. And then when the kickoff is, does that make sense? I don't know. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. So everybody enjoy the game. Uh, we thank everybody in the chat section, everybody streaming, everybody listening. Uh, thanks Xander Krause producing the program. Don't go anywhere. You get the national football show with Dan Cilio. We both have the Eagles winning a tight one. Barrett thinks they win a little bit more handily. We will see you guys Monday to recap, hopefully a victory. Have a great weekend, everybody for D gun. I'm Rob Ellis for Barrett as well. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you Monday. Same time guys. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.